Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. Death! I say, I am Emperor! From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cuyahoga, live from the war room in Cleveland, Ohio, USA, this is the Emperor's Court here on Versed World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I'm your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. And Voyer should be along here shortly. Uh, like I said before, leading into the show, we had some weather in the area, so it's a little going to take a little longer for him to get here than normal. Highlander, how are you? I'm doing fine, sir. How are you? I'm glad just to have people in the studio with me rather than having to talk you, by myself for four hours. Were you lonely? I thought I was doing fine. Uh, I got constructive feedback later from others that said they found me boring, just me talking about myself. Really? Yes. Wow. That uh, they prefer having an ensemble cast to break up the monotony of one person talking. So basically what you're saying is that the Purge list got a whole lot of bunch of new people. Yes, it did. I, I'm not surprised. Right. So... Anyways, what have you been up to since you skipped out last week? Uh, it's been two weeks since we saw you last. That's what have you true. Been up to? What have I been up to? Yes. Uh, what have I been up to? I bought a brand new game and I played a game. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, bought a new board game, Mansions of Madness. Okay, okay that's right. You mentioned you were going to get it. Yeah. yeah, and I got it. I had enough money for my birthday, so I decided to go and buy that. $80 for a board game. For a board game. That's what I said, too. But it is a pretty cool board game. Got to admit, these well, days you're lucky to even find a board game, let alone you know eight well, bucks. You have to go to one of the special, like you know where you go to buy magic cards and Warhammer and stuff. Yeah, like that. okay. that's where they sell it. You, know, you can't go to Target and pick up this kind of game. And then uh, I just recently uh, went over to my cousin's house and I played. Uh, it was a very short game, but it was amazing. Called Journey on the PlayStation Network. Okay, it was. It, it's very artsy fartsy. I don't know if you would like it. It was only about an hour and a half long. I'm guessing this is like an independent game you bought off the it's, you download it from the PSN. Exactly, okay, yeah, you download it. Right. There, yeah, uh, really, really interesting. No um, directions or doesn't even any dialogue or anything like that. It's it's you trying to get to this mountain way off in the distance where this light's shooting out. Okay, and it's it's just the journey of you trying to get there. And that's it. And that's it. That okay. Do you have to fight monsters, or you're just walking nope. through stuff? Or? No, you just walk through stuff. Well, what it is is you have well, like I can a... do that by going to the Metro Parks and walking until I get to a hill. But can you fly? 
if you can fly, then it's not much of a journey. You just fly to the damn mountain. Well, it can't really. It doesn't really work that way. But you have, of course, a, not. you have like a little scarf, and then what you do is you hop around areas that are in the place that you are. And okay. Kind of like build your scarf, and the longer your scarf, the like higher and farther you can fly. And you're supposed to kind of get from like level to level to level, getting ever closer, closer, closer to the mountain. And I'm not going to reveal what happens at the end. Just spoil it for everybody, but. Well, it sounds like a phenomenal game. It uh, is. I'm, it was, that was like one of those $10 downloads type of games. Uh, that's the only thing. It's 15 apparently. 15 bucks. Okay. 15 bucks for an hour and a half game. And then what's – it's? Hmm. but it's, it's, it's supposed to be some kind of – it's kind of like artsy-fartsy, like I said. You can actually play with one other person that's on the PlayStation Network. Apparently. What the hell's the point? Why would you need another person? Uh, you, you don't play? need another person. It, it's just supposed to be a way to, like, interact – with someone, so but you're you co-oping somebody walking on it. You're basically doing a, a nature hike, essentially, in a video game. A nature hike? No, it, I mean that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Well, it starts off in the desert and then it ends up uh, in the snow, like in a tundra kind of thing. Could you die? It, I mean, is there any kind of conflict? Is there any kind of challenge, or is it? Uh, the, look the, at the, the scenery. Cha- the challenge. Well, the, part of it is look at the scenery, but a lot of it is also the challenge of trying to get your scarf really long. Um, the only <laughs> conflict comes from there are uh, there are some things that kind of fly around in certain levels that will make your scarf smaller. I don't know if it, I don't know if it eats your scarf or like when it hits you, it the scarf goes really low. So I don't know if it's a question of age. Sounds pretty gay, you, you, actually. There's but there's not not very many not much conflict involved. But that was the whole point. The point of it was to make a game that didn't have a lot of conflict, didn't have to shoot everybody and sounds boring. freak out. See, that's what I said. I figured you wouldn't like it. probably it, would be mad. But you like probably it. Probably not. I really like because, it. Because, you know, you're a highbrow intellectual type guy. Well, you, it's, are. you know, who am I to argue with the truth? Right. But uh, I, it's one of those things where it's like if, if you liked Shadow of the Colossus or Ico or one of those one off-the-wall type one games. One of those kind yeah, of yeah. off-the-wall games, you probably really would really like it. I thought it was amazing. Highlander always struck me as someone that likes artsy-fartsy things. I, I, admit, I like artsy-fartsy stuff. It's worth it. It's an amazing game since Master Quiz. See, yeah, it is an amazing game. Let's see. Uh, apparently, it's not a game. It's not even close to a game. No, it's a, it's a game. Wow. All right. It's by the same people that made Flower. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Flower. Didn't that same win? company. Okay, a couple of years ago, we did uh, the video game awards for uh, the VGAs for Spike. Did not Flower win something? I thought they did for, like, best independent game. I don't know, but it would not surprise me if okay. they did win best independent game. Well, there's a reason why they're still independent, and they haven't picked up by a major studio. Well, actually, I've, I looked into their studio. They're deliberately going independent. I'm sure they are deliberately, meaning we can't find anybody to give us lots of money. Uh, they don't, usually how that works. They don't want, according to them, of course, they don't want a lot of money. Because I was like, they you know, ugly that, girl, I don't want to go to prom, because prom is for, like, it, prom degenerates, <laughs> denigrates women. You can't find a date. That's what it really comes down to. That, it's one of those things. Uh, trust me. Okay. I know how enough. this works. I Not everybody what, wants to sell what, out, Em. Some people... Everybody wants to sell out. Everybody wants to sell out? We would sell out. We would sell our asses for like, uh, we'd sell our souls for 10 cents. We could make a profit off the show. Are you kidding me? I don't know that I would. Yeah. I actually, uh, I, I was offered a, a large chunk of change way back in the day for uh, Clan1G.com because we were pulling in so much traffic. I, I remember you saying time. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did not. I did not sell out, of course. What? I ended up losing the site altogether, but, you know. It's, it's a different story. And, yeah, it's. For a different time. But anyway, if you like that kind of game, like Flower or Shadow of the Colossus, Psycho, and you're on the PlayStation Network, and you have 15 bucks to throw down, I would recommend it. Flower looked interesting. Yes, it was pretty relaxing. Max Queeth, it is a really deep story game with a big emotional hook. It does have a really big emotional hook. It's a fucking flower! Well, no, 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 no we're, we're talking about Journey. It's a flower. fucking Journey! Yes. It's a band. 
No, it's not even a good okay. band to begin with, but yeah. Yeah, it is a band. It's an all right band. Kind of like Journey to the West. Ever read that? One of the four Chinese classics? No. Yeah, okay. No. It's actually not I've never read one. Romance of Three Kingdoms or anything That's like that. That's a good one. That, that one and uh, The uh, Water Margin. Good books. But The Journey to the West, uh, that's all about the Monkey King. And never mind, you have no interest. Anyway, so anything else going on, Highlander? I, you've, you've bought this game. You, you've right. played it. Yeah. Uh, Manchester, yeah, I like that game. Well, no, I didn't buy it. I was at my cousin's house. He has. Well, I, I, I have a 360. talking about your, your board game. You oh, bought. Mansions of Madness? Yeah, have you yeah. played it? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And played how it. was it? I really liked it. It was really a lot of fun. Uh, it's by the same people that made Arkham Horror, which we played before, if you recall. Right. And it's even the same characters. Beat. You mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah last same week. characters. Or last so week. what it is is uh, there's one player that is the, they call it the keeper, and they're the ones that set up the board. There's all these different little so they're the cardboard tiles. No, no, they're, they're the ones trying to kill all the other players. Okay, all right. So they're the ones that control the monsters and control the story, and they put all the pieces down to build the mansion. And the other players are the investigators. They go into the mansion. They have to look around for clues to figure out what the objective of the game is because it changes every time. There's different scenarios you play through. Careful. Yeah. Almost dropped the root beer, which would be horrible. Yes, it would, especially an uh, expensive root beer like that one. Andre yes, which is the ama- most amazing root beer I've ever had. Sir. I told you. It's good shit, yeah. man. I, I remember, did I tell you the one time? We, yes. We had barks. I was like, this is swill. Right, compared, so, to, yeah, compared yeah. to this. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, Fire arrived now. So anyway, so you've got the keeper who controls the monsters and everything. Right. And then the investigators, they have to figure out what they have to do in the game in order to beat the game, okay. depending on what it is. And then it's, it's so it's everyone else versus the one player. And I found it interesting. I really enjoyed it. Good so time. how many people did you get to play it? Uh, five people, so, okay. which is actually the most you can have. One, so did you play the uh, murderer or the... No, actually, okay. uh, I played at my cousin's house because he likes all this kind of crazy you know, board games that I right. do. And he was the one who... You ever get your cousin to listen to this show? I'm curious what he thinks. Oh, uh, once in a while, yeah. Oh, so he has listened to it. He's listened to it. Some of okay. my other friends have. A couple people have a good point. It's hard to sell out when you have Highlander pissing off sponsors and people left and right every other show. It just depends on what your sponsors are. That's all. I mean, you have to find the right demographic and the right sponsors yeah, for the right audience. Yeah, somebody who doesn't care about their reputation. That's what we need. That's right. Varyar, welcome to the show. Thank you. I see you brought something from me right there. I did indeed, yes. Just the first one? Uh, I... I mean, that's fine. I mean, it's going to take yeah. me a while to beat that anyway. So yeah. I figured I could bring you the second. I brought you the first Mass Effect for those listening. Um, so you can play it and enjoy it and all that. Uh, uh-huh. I, I couldn't. I got out of late, uh, work at like 5.50. So I went downstairs. The case didn't for Mass Effect 2 didn't have the game in it. I don't uh, have time I to do find that the disc. The so. yeah. Okay, I'm just checking the levels. Go ahead. No, yeah. Continue. <clears throat> so far, yeah. so good. So I, I brought you the first one. I figured I can bring you the second one next week. It'll take you, you know. It, yeah, I, usually when, when I play a game like that, I oh I duh, I bought a video game too. Saw Soul, okay. Cal- Soul Calibur Five. I bought that. A lot of people were looking forward to that one. Yeah. What happened was my sister had bought me Assassin's Creed Revelations for my birthday, and okay. I said, "Boy, it's a great game." When I played it already, so <laughs> we went back, and I was trying to find something that I really wanted, <clears throat> and I really liked the scary games, and Silent Hill Downpour hadn't come out yet. And that was the one I probably would have gotten if it was out there, so I didn't want to wait. So I figured, I'll just get a game now. So I got Soul Calibur Five. Red Strip, nice. the sponsors are Jews. You're screwed. <laughs> all sponsors are Jews. Or any minority or whites. Yeah. It, all, it all goes back to the Jews. They have all the money. Right. They do have all the money. And their Jew gold. And their Jew gold. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, Varyar, what have you been up to this past week? Two weeks since you, you know, bounced on us last week again. Yes, I apologize. Assholes, I, uh, both of you. I have midterms all week, but uh, so studying, tests, work. Kind of sucked, actually. Uh, played Sins with you. Right. Which was fun. Friday and Saturday. 
Uh, and then, well, yeah, I had no more tests, so fuck it. Props to Tech Priest, too, by the way, who, who joined us on Friday night. Because he's in Sweden, and I, I don't know what time it was when we started for him. We started <clears throat> you got to figure out what, like, six hours after. We started at 9.30 like our time. And he's, Good Lord, we were, so we stayed up all night? When yeah. we were done, he said the sun is coming up. So Yeah, I can <laughs> believe it. He played all the way to dawn, so props to Tech Priest. Like a boss. Yeah, who apparently has no life and does not need sleep. Like a vampire. Oh, so apparently boss. he started at 2 a.m., according to Tech Priest. Right? Okay. 2 a.m., wow. Okay. That's impressive. That's, that's dedication. Yeah, so I was about right, about five and a half hours. Yeah. So... But yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then we uh, we played online with uh, Steakums last, last night, night in an online game. And, uh, How'd that go? Uh, it was great until <laughs> everyone figured out that we were teaming the shit out of them. Whoops! <laughs> All right, now wait a minute. We had I, I did a pretty okay. I, to give you an idea, one of us started shooting his mouth off and typing in normal chat so everybody could see it. Varyar. What the fuck are you? You're the one that was I, taunting people. <laughs> you were taunting people. Yeah. And making fun of them. Yes. On yes, that's the whole, chat. That's, that's the, the whole point of playing. I, that's what I do. I whispered to this, everybody. I didn't. Right. And no, 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 no. You said, oh, we're headed south. Is this guy in the south? And I'm like, I had to cover for you. I'm like, bitch, oh, yeah. stay away that from was, my planets. Yeah. I had, I, no, right. what, what happened was, uh, to for those of you who haven't played, you have to hit enter and then you hit tab to select who you're going to send the chat to. Apparently, uh, okay. I was originally. It comes up uh, when you hit enter. The last person you whispered is the automatic default, and you got to hit tab a couple times. I actually hit it an extra time and didn't. So he's look talking and... in in general chat, so everybody in the game can see what he's One saying. One fucking sentence, and that's came all out. it took. Oh all that God. took, and then I realized he has a target on his back. <clears throat> now, in my defense, not only was I taunting this dick, but he was spamming. He, he was. He was playing those bullshit way. Oh yeah. So it's not like it wasn't well deserved. So. Emp taunting, say it isn't so. Right. Taunting. No N. Yeah. The best part the <laughs> best part of that game though is that that dark green kid Hector or whatever yeah, yeah, his yeah, fucking whatever his name, name was. was. Yeah. He thought we were all best fucking friends. Unfortunately, he we were playing uh, a five person free for all, but of course it three was three of us were three <laughs> of us were on a team, so fuck yourselves. Jeez. <clears throat> uh and uh so we early on, me and Emp were on opposite sides, and there was this dark green Hector kid or whatever uh, to the north. And we decided we'll just close him off with choke points, and we'll both tell him we're going to team up with him, like, secretly in this free-for-all match uh-huh. to get him off our backs. Just to keep him isolated. Right. right. And he, he went for it. And it he's worked. just sitting happy as a fucking clam up there, just sitting while we're just beating the shit out of this south guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, the whole fact that we're all teaming came out. And the south guy didn't know Dark Green wasn't one of us. He just knew that we were all hitting him, so obviously that guy wasn't hitting now, us. Now, this is after the guy has gone and told us he's a pro. This is the guy we're teaming. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whatever. The, the, rec- the, Whatever. Reason, the whole reason we The all- more they tout their yes. thing, the more you realize it's all bullshit. Yes. Like, I'm, a, I'm the best player ever. Okay, you probably suck. At first, it was just, you know, I was building up my fleet and my little area, and Steak was doing the same, and I was going to go after Dark Green, but this guy, and just to make it somewhat even, so it wasn't three of us on one guy at a time. Who are we texting? Does it matter? Well, I don't know, but I heard it in my headphones. So. Good for you. Yes. Continue the story. Uh, well, originally I was going to go north. Emp was going to go south. We were going to split it up so it wasn't just a completely unfair beating. But then this guy comes over, you know, I'm a pro-level player. <laughs> I'm yeah. so good. And Emp, literally, we're all in the vent chat, and Emp's like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> all right, listen, Baryar, you're coming south. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'll hold his fleet in place. You rape his wolves from behind. And it worked out real well. I lost half my fleet running into minefields and, you know, defenses, but 
He had nothing to defend against Varyar's fleet. So, well, that was the great thing for me because I had been given enough time to build myself up. To j- I'd fully maxed out all my research. My worlds are all fully developed. I've got a fleet literally that cannot get any bigger because Emp and Stake had been kind of playing tag with this guy. Mm-hmm. So I, I was kind of isolated in my own little corner, and he calls me south, and Emp's got his main fleet pinned. Stake is bleeding him. I mean, Stake got the, was getting the shit kicked out of his fleet, but in a noble cause, because by the time I got down there, it was unfucking fair <laughs> I mean, like 500 of my ships just jumped into his world. And after these two had been, you know, Stake and Emp had been fighting him for, I don't know, 30 minutes at that point. Yeah, about. He was already bled. There was nothing I can do. And then Emp, the entire time he's fighting, has been building a second fleet. So <laughs> the guy's like, well, I'm hurt, but so are you. And then two whole new fleets jumped so in and wipe, it was yeah. over. <laughs> it was fucking over. I, I the kind of... But that's what you get for bragging at the outset of a fucking game. And I may have rubbed it in a bit, because I started taking his planets and I started renaming them. Mine now, bitch. Mine now, bitch, number two. <clears throat> All mine, bitch, number three. Yeah, so he kind of got the idea towards the end. But Hilarious. again, in my defense, the asshole started. You don't tell somebody, oh, I'm a pro. Well, at first I said, all right, and I asked him, do you want to have a non-aggression pact? You don't fuck with me, I don't fuck with you. No, I don't make agreements. I'm a pro-level player, so you're on your own. Okay. Really? Okay. Okay. We're fine with that. Yeah. So <laughs> nobody in this game wants to stop that from happening. We're I old. offered you uh. a friendship, and you spit in my face, and you crapped on my shoe. So, you know, when you do that, bad things happen. He did kind of So Alien it. Jihad, my, my apologies for the you know, two-way raping you got last night. Hey, but. real quick, not to go off topic. I saw everyone talking uh-huh. about when I mentioned I was going to get Silent Hill Downpour. Uh, yes. If, if, if anyone in IRC has played it already, can you just let me know if you think it should buy it or not, if it's worth it? Because I saw some people talking about it, but I didn't really get a consensus as to, you know, is it good? Should I buy it? Should I is it not worth buy the time it? and trouble? Is it worth the time and trouble? Because those kind of games, I mean, I have, I have almost all the Silent Hills. I have the Fatal Frame series, the Fear series. Amnesia Dark Descent is my favorite game of all time. The original Fear was awesome. I have the original One of my... Fear 3 sucked balls. Eh, I was kind of disappointed, yeah. Very sad, but the original Fear... But that kind of game, man, games games where you're playing 2 in the morning, all the lights off, and you're like, what the fuck did that Oh, yeah. I (laughs) love that. I remember when Fear came out, I'm sitting in my barracks room at my Alienware. It's like, exactly, like 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning. Here's some creek in the house. I'm I'm half drunk. It's fucking dark. (laughs) Why does that surprise me? It does surprise me he was only half drunk, but continue. Well, if I'm full drunk, I don't have the motor skills to operate a keyboard and mouse, so I have to pace. That's like when we play Sins, why you never end up at the end of the game here, I'm going to go to the planet and smash it. Because that only jumps into the star, burns up. (laughs) What the hell are you doing? Nothing. (laughs) I get to a solid buzz and I stop there. But yeah, just every noise. Just, oh, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Have you ever played the Fatal Frame series? No. Oh, my God. Is it? I got to pick it up. Jesus. It's it's for, uh, if you have like the PlayStation. Jesus. Probably have to use a PlayStation 2 because I think the 3s, unless you have like an early PlayStation 3 where it's compatible. Uh huh. You need, well, you need a PlayStation 2 then. Okay. Because it's PlayStation 2 stuff. Yeah. There's one, two, and three, and then they never brought out four. They had it for the Wii over in Japan. I'm out. So I'm not going to buy a Wii and then get a jailbroken Wii just to play Fatal Frame 4. Master Queef has, a, has a, a relevant question uh, to his point. Why is it that he's always half or full drunk in his stories? Well, I Do have you have any stories that began, well, I was sober. Yes, I have no. sober stories, but they're not as good. <laughs> the half and full drunk stories are my favorite stories because, listen, when you make mistakes, that's where the best stories come from. 
Oh, actually, I do have a sober story. I okay. can tell you a sober story. Uh, when I was in the Marines... It's a good thing we're recording this. Go ahead. To, when I was in the Marines, to raise money for the Marine Corps ball that happens every year, right. one of the things we would do is basically the Marine Corps would give Marines uh, opportunities to go work security at places. Um, now, I was stationed in California, so one of the opportunities we got was to work security for Chargers games. Um, now, okay. since we weren't licensed security officers, we couldn't have weapons or cuffs or anything, but you know, basically stand at the door, kind of uh-huh. keep people calm, <clears throat> check tickets, silly bullshit like that. Now, when we did it, Basically, we would get paid minimum wage. Half of it would come to us. Half of it would go to the fund for the ball. Mm-hmm. And you get to go to the game, and it's you know you get in for free, and you get to rotate, so you can watch probably total about a third to half the game, and then the other half you're working. So it's not a bad deal. And I've done always, stuff like that, yeah. like with my uh, fraternity. I had to yeah. work basketball games, and you have to dress a certain way. And you exactly. To, yeah. And then you go out afterwards, and it's a good time. Yeah. Um, so obviously we were working. I couldn't drink. Uh, but my buddy, Jimmy, was a huge Patriots fan. And this is a Patriots-Chargers game. Wait a minute. You, haven't you told us this story already? Have I? Where the, where, the, where the one friend started freaking out on you guys, and then all the oh, yeah. show up, and they beat the crap out of everyone, and it's a well, free-for-all no, brawl? It started as a free-for-all brawl, and then it kind of ended rather abruptly when okay. real security not showed to, up. Not but, to yeah. douse um, your torch or anything. No, I'm pretty sure we've heard Right that to the end. Uh, yeah, there, there you, you go. go. That's, but that's what happened. Sorry. So that was a sober story. I was not drunk at all for that story. That was a lot of fun, though. Uh, good times. As for my week, uh, well, let me ask you this. I, I have a question, and, and, and it may seem off the wall. It may seem strange. All right? For this show, that, that's Shut up. frightening. I want honest opinions. If I told you when I was younger that I had planned on one of the things I wanted to be when I grew up was an archaeologist. Are you kidding? I've, I've always wanted to be an archaeologist. Would you find that funny or, or retarded? No. Or, okay. When I saw Indiana Jones, I mean, obviously yeah, that's, okay. that's right. highly unrealistic. Right. But, um, I mean, I've, I've thought about it, but okay. the, the problem is that you know, if, if, you really, if you really wanted to do it, yeah. you have to be able to be poor for your entire life yes. and be in right. so far right. in debt. Because until you have your Ph.D., you're just And that was one of the points around. I was making to the person I was telling this was it was a job you do for the love of it, not for the money. Well, I agree. And I was mocked, and the person laughed at me for a solid five minutes, and I thought this person was being a bitch. And I just wanted to know if, if that was a little off the wall, if it was a little strange. Because I thought no, being most- an archaeologist was a very... Normal thing to want to be. No, no. Well, mo- I, I mo- most jobs, really, when you when you boil right down to it, like being a teacher. Right. Being a teacher, you don't go into teaching for the money. That's right. That's my that's, other point. That that's I made. ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, most jobs. I mean, I've I've found in my life that the people who are really really rich, either a their parents are rich and they're just trust fund babies, or b they set out to their life saying I am going to be rich and structured their life to such an extent that they have you know all that money. Now, it, it comes at the cost, I found, of burning Everything. yourself out, right. and you're constantly working like a mother. See, that's where the difference is. I, I have come up with my life saying I'm going to be successful. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean rich. It just means that whatever I've decided to make my career path, I will get to the top of it. And I'm, I'm on my way. I'm mm-hmm. doing fairly well. But I was just, you see, reinforced age. <laughs> yes, it was. Anyway, so I was a little aggravated by this, a little hurt by it, and I was just curious if maybe this was just me. If if that was a strange thing to want to grow up to be, they're pissed we're because I ruined. I didn't ruin the story. He's told the story already. <laughs> Screw you for not listening every week. Then I'm pretty sure I told you guys, but that's fine. Okay. Uh, no, uh, might have been one of those after show dinner stories. Very yeah. possible. Okay, but no, I, I don't think that's weird at all. I mean, there no. are, there are a lot of things. Well, again, though, it depends because I. Like you were saying earlier, I, after I saw Indiana Jones, yeah, 
yeah. I'd like to hold a whip and shoot Indians and steal yeah. treasure too. But that's not but that's what it not is. That's not what it really is. No, you're right. probably you're sitting around you know, in one place in the desert, probably just yeah. slowly brushing away. Drawing the... fucking dig squares with yeah. a knife and then using a brush to dig. No, I'm out. Yeah. Once I found out what it really is. Okay. Well, at any rate. It's a lot of work. I thought it was a very valid uh, choice of, of lifestyle. So I you know I think it would be cool going around I'll, to ancient places and, yes, and I'll be see honest, the world. Knowing your personality and your interests, that's a very normal. I'm not surprised at all that you would find archaeology no, interesting. It's a, it's a historical thing. Yeah, right. Thank you. And I like the idea of people reading about my theories and my ideas and their books and having to yeah. think the way I think. I like telling people what to think. I, I, I wanted to be an Egyptologist for a long time. See? So but it's the same thing. I was gotta, just curious exactly uh, you know, how that came across. So no. I think we're all agreed that the person was probably a bitch then that said this and who was just trying to... Well, I think that goes without saying. Yes. Any rate, uh, for the rest of the week, uh, it went pretty quick. Um, I actually go to see my doctor tomorrow to try and get the rest of this problem fixed. Fucking stone, man. Not a day has gone by that had not been in in some degree of pain. And it, oh, that sucks. Uh, But I was smart enough to dope myself up before the show goes, so I should be fine for the next three hours at least. Okay. Nice. Uh, You did go to the parade yesterday, the uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade in Cleveland. Um, Mystic Mim and I went with Snobby Mike and Eve and our kids, and that was fun. You were telling me that was, like, record-setting huge yesterday. That's what they were saying. It was a sea of green. The only thing I've seen comparable is when Mystic Mim and I went to Columbus back in, I think, 07 for uh, Ohio State-Michigan weekend. And it was just a sea of red anywhere you went. This was the same thing. You could not walk anywhere. With I mean, it was just um, a sea of people. In fact, I took a couple pictures when we were leaving of people coming off the rapid. And this is like two hours after the parade has started, and they're still coming by in the hundreds and thousands. But according to online, I read it was the biggest parade I think they've ever had. It was like 700,000 people came out to see it, 10,000 participants, 240 different, I don't know, units or, or... Floats or whatever. Yeah, whatever. They were out there. The Marine Marching Band was there, which I thought was kind of neat. I was surprised. Um, I was afraid somebody was going to, you know, run out into the parade and grab a couple of them. But so I, the parade was it was fun. Tons of people. Uh, we were able to finally get a good spot. Uh, we kind of jumped on like this, over this this raised ledge and got to see over people's heads. So it was fun. Uh, we had lunch at the Hard Rock Cafe, and that was good. That was uh, enjoyable time. So then we had a a. Surprise party for my aunt this this afternoon. That's where I came uh, from to get here. I actually left uh, Mystic Bim and my daughter there. So they're partying hardy while That's I'm here. That's why no one's here. Yes. I kind of wondered. So. Hmm. What? It could just be a shitty program. That could be it, too. Anyways, we're back here on the Emperor's Court here on Verse War Productions. So as I was saying, we went to the St. Patrick's Day Parade yesterday, and it was just a mob of, of uh, just a sea of people. Anywhere he went, it was just people, people, people everywhere. So and it was um, it was kind of fun to say, kind of people watch to see all the different costumes everybody was wearing. What, what kind of costumes though? You I mean, I mean, besides like the lucky hats, charms people, guy. right? People dressing up as leprechauns, people wearing uh, 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 weird hats, masks, capes, you name it. Capes. Except for women who are wearing tank tops and short shorts because it was seventy six degrees out. Uh, That's why I loved Florida because it's like that all year round. Right. So lots of sluts. Think about California. Here. And everybody was like eighteen years old. So there's that. Booyah. So anyway, so that's what uh, how my what happens, was. gentlemen. We keep getting older, but high school girls keep, keep staying, staying the same, same age. <laughs> I know, and you can't do it anymore because it's illegal or you're creepy. Yeah, you got cold creepy last night, which I took great offense. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure there's a couple of daddy issues that you can. You know. <laughs> Where do you think strippers <laughs> come from? Exactly. 
So, anyways, here's the information you need to get in touch with the show. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. I will say that this this continual stopping and starting is really fucking getting old for this show. We never used to have these kind of problems, and now for the last two months, or actually two and a half months, it doesn't seem like we've been able to start a show without some kind of technical glitch. And it's always the same thing. And for the life of me, I have no idea what the problem is. I have done research on Google. I know no why it's throwing a half a dozen different solutions at me. I thought we had it isolated. Clearly, that was not the case. I, I am at a complete and utter loss as to what is causing this, this backfeed. And that's really what's happening. So we'll continue to work on it. At least you people listening to the podcast won't notice any difference. So there is that. Uh, real quick, people have been asking all day, are we doing phone calls? Yes, we are doing phone calls. Here's how this works. Later, when you hear the buzzer, no, when you hear, when I tell you when to call in, uh, you what you'll do is you'll, if you're in IRC, you will contact our IRC bitch and show contributor and unleft. He will put you in order as to what order of the phone calls will take you. He will then tell me who we're taking first. Add me to your Skype, Emperor underscore one G. For those who, of you who are illiterate or dyslexic, it's E M P E R O R, and you know who you are. So emperor underscore one G, add me to Skype. Then we'll take your phone calls, and I will tell you. Last week I was nice, I was polite, because it was just me, and we were beta testing the phone calls, and it was awesome. But Voyar and Highlander are both here, and I cannot promise what will happen to you if your phone call sucks. Or even if it's great, I, I can't promise what will happen to you. So, But how do you spell underscore? Bernari, your PC hates you. It's always the case, Amp. It could be. Maybe the Whopper hates my guts. It brings up the question, when did God create Emperor, and couldn't he have rested on that day, too? Well, I can't. I created myself, and I've been kind of busy ever since, so no. hey Anyways, gentlemen, so we have a lot of topics to get to this evening. We do, uh, but unfortunately, you yes. have to bring them all back up again. Ouch. Yes, I do, I, and I will. Okay. Uh, hang on. All right. Hold on. I think I can. So, using my offhand here. Opening up Firefox. I, I like Chrome. Do you use Firefox or Chrome? I use, Chrome. I use Firefox. Firefox. See, I, I seem to be the only guy using. I love Chrome. I don't know what it is. Uh, I like Chrome. It didn't just seems Chrome to be a little. Did get hacked recently? Didn't somebody Chrome get hacked? I thought somebody, uh, I guess, well, wanted Chrome, a job with Google. Chrome is open they, source. You can just take it and do whatever you want with it. It's the same with Firefox. No, somebody wanted a job with Google and they didn't hire him. So he said, if you don't, I'm going to hack Google Chrome. And then he did, and he defaced Google.com or something like that. This happened a couple weeks ago, I thought. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't had any problems with... I've never had a problem with Chrome. Oh, anyways. Um, real quick, do we have all of our segments tonight? We do. Okay. Uh, so we'll be doing the segments. Uh, we're also... And this was a suggestion by a Highlander, and I kind of like it. And I, I will have to get the password because I don't, I don't remember it, and I, I don't say people's passwords to their emails because that's just wrong, and you shouldn't do that. A person's email should be their personal business. But, again, that's me. Highlander had a good suggestion, Vayar. What do you think? Oh, that we go into Eve's email and go ahead and answer the questions that were sent to her for her segment. God, yes. Since yes, she, I course. so want to do that. Of course. Since she bailed on us and you know, we'll give you advice. Up, right. So if you need relationship advice, love advice, or questions that you want us, this three panel of stuff. <laughs> This one panel of studs. <laughs> well, thank you. Ask yeah, Eve thank you. Thank you. That's so nice of you guys. At gmail.com. Hey, Ask real quick, just totally off, totally off topic. I was watching a, a video between the, the distinctions between a drill sergeant in the Army and a drill instructor in the Marines. Yes. And the Marine one seemed to be more of an asshole. 
Yes. He's going to be like yelling all the time. Yeah. Is there a reason why one does and the other doesn't? Uh, because I mean, the army's a bunch of whiny little girls. Well, I figured you'd answer something they're, like they're that. Their staff sergeants are the same way. They bitch and yell and scream. Oh, the absolutely. Same as the yes. However, the army. No, but, no, because the army what actually does have. The army actually does do a little bit gentler of a. That's what I saw. Because the army allows stress cards and they all get individual rooms and there are a bunch of rules and regulations stress now. Stress cards? Yeah. If the uh, you get stressed out because your drill sergeant in the army is yelling at you too much, you have a stress card, and you can hold it up, and it What? Yep. I never heard of that. I've never heard of that. What? When did this bullshit start? I don't know. The fucking army. This ain't I'm preschool. I, I will be perfectly honest and say I have never personally witnessed it, that it was a common belief in the Marine Corps. Okay, so you, you, I, I you're I don't just know for sure. The... I am re- I'm repeating hearsay okay. that I heard while I was in. Fair I enough. have no verification on that. It is a reason for contempt. Uh, oh sure, but, I mean, I, I knew asking you to be like because armor's bunch of pussies, well, but yeah. I was just curious if there were if you do. Yeah, I'm right. This contempt. Well, you know what? Scrub puppy unfortunately is on deployment, or I would ask him. Oh no, he's is he army or is he marines? Uh, he's army, I think. Okay, okay. I, yeah, so I that would be a good person. Say, hey, yeah. the whole point of boot camp though is to break you. Right. Well, sure. No, I understand. Which is why they scream constantly. Right. Right. Sure. But from what I saw, from because the the videos were made to, to show the difference between the two. That, right. Like the one guy was I me. Mean, he was yelling, but it was kind of like a one on one thing. And then the Marines, you'd have, like, th- the one soldier there standing at attention yep. and three guys around him oh, yeah. yelling at the top oh, of yes. their lungs. I couldn't even understand what they were saying. It's I just doubt, yelling. I doubt it's that noise. guy could it's either. Noise. Yeah, yeah, but if you don't do what they tell you while they're all screaming, you it, they add guys. Just more people. That's what I saw. There's like one guy was yelling, and the second guy, yeah. and the third guy again, whoosh, oh, yeah. over here. Missing numbers. The stress cards is false. Snopes linked by Unreal Blight. Oh. Well, good to okay. know. All right, so I was going to say, I cannot imagine. The entire imagine, Marine Corps believes that's true. I cannot imagine that would be allowed yeah, that would be, in this service. I can't Even think as so. pussified as the nation is becoming, I cannot imagine that would be allowed in our service. I'll tell you, I, I don't, even when I was in. So is, um, is it just a different style then? or It's a different style. They do, uh, stress cards is false, it turns out. Okay, good to know. Um, but they do have, it is a little bit less stressful. Um like I said, I never personally witnessed the whole stress cards thing. I was going off hearsay on that right, one. Right. Um, but, you know, I did my, uh, actually, my engineering training at Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri, and that is an actual, they do Army basic there. Okay. They don't, I mean, it, it, it's a different style, and I don't, personally, obviously, I think the Marine Corps style is better. Of course. Um, I you know, being a product of it, but, uh, you know, uh, it's definitely a different style. They were definitely uh, kinder. Uh, you know, definitely not as intense okay. about it. Um, Did you have drill instructors yelling at you all the time? Yeah. Well, the yeah, same way? Okay. Yeah. I, you kind of you expect that when you join. Well, I, yeah, obviously. You don't even have to fuck up for them to just They just off. do it? Okay. Yeah. Well, like, the whole point is for the first third, you're just shit, and you're supposed to be shit. Of course, yeah. Just break you down. Yeah. You know, the whole point is to break you down, and then the second third is kind of keeping you there while they start teaching you skills, and then the third third is building you back up so by the time you walk out of there, it, the whole point is to break everything you've known and teach you the Marine Corps way. Okay. You know, so that's why they do it. Gotcha. Um, like I said, I don't – I've never watched a specific difference. Everything I know about their basic uh-huh. is either the fact that I happen to know it's 11 weeks because, well, ours is 13, so haha, we're better. Okay. Uh, and then shit that we bullshit about when we were talking about it in the Marines. Only other thing I heard is that the Air Force is like a country club. Yeah, I've heard that too. A country club? Yeah, that it's it's the e- if you if you want the easiest armed forces to go to. Hmm. Yeah. Apart from like the Coast Guard or something, then you'd want Coast Guard is not easy. No, no, no. no but you'd want uh, the Air Force. Is what I've heard. 
I've heard that the Navy actually gives you like disposable cameras to take pictures of your experience while you're in basic training for them. I've heard actually the Navy was the easiest of the four. But I, I don't know. Could be wrong. My father served in the Air Force way back during Vietnam, and he was didn't believe it was very easy back then, but mm. then again, he wasn't a pilot. He was, oh, okay. Yeah. okay. They have their own version of grunts, apparently. Anyhow, gentlemen, we have a list of topics to get to this evening. We have your phone calls later coming up, uh, probably in the second or third hour of the show. We'll get to that. Uh, we have segments. We're going to hijack uh, Eve's segment since she's not here. We will answer all of your questions, and I hope there are a bunch. And we'll try and get the password from her a little later. I assume she's listening now. But this one comes, uh, comes up. Actually, there's several. These were sent to us by Highlander, but there's a couple that kind of tie into this. We'll get a little later on. Right. Hey, just real quick. Yeah. Uh, you opened up two of the same articles by mistake. I don't know if that matters, there but there okay. we go. So this one from IGN.com. Now, Mass Effect 3 has kind of really dominated the discussion of the show and pretty much everywhere across the Internet for the last several weeks, even a month. Uh, Highlander, how would you come across this one? I went on IGN.com. <laughs> oh, right. And it's, it's, it's there on the front page. I wasn't sure if you were looking for Mass uh, Effect 3 or what. Nope, nope. Mass Effect 3 found me. Bioware director responds to Mass Effect 3 criticism. Casey Hudson defends, quote, polarizing ending while promising single-player downloadable content. Update. In a response to the huge fan feedback regarding Mass Effect 3's ending, Chris Priestley, Bioware's community coordinator, wrote on Bioware's official forums that they are waiting for the appropriate time to respond. Priestley wrote, quote, We appreciate everyone's feedback about Mass Effect 3 and want you to know we are listening. Active discussions about the ending are more than welcome here, and the team will be reviewing it for your feedback and responding when we can. Please note, we want to give people time to experience the game, so while we can't get into specifics right now, we will be able to address some of your questions once more people have had a time to complete the game. In the meantime, we'd like to ask that you keep the non-spoiler areas of our forums and our social media channels spoiler-free. We understand there is a lot of debate of the Mass Effect 3 ending, and we'll be more than happy to engage in healthy discussions once more people get to experience the game. We're listening to all of your feedback. Now, Theranos had actually sent me an email earlier in the week that there was an article on Kotaku that he saw where apparently Bioware, in order to fix the, the great outcry that is going against them because of the ending of the game, will, uh, they're going to create a downloadable content that you can purchase that will give you the ending that you think you should have had. That is their response. That is apparently what they're working on. Hmm. Now, I, I need to find this article. That's what yeah. Theranos is saying. Uh, apparently, Kotaku had it. Now, I do believe Theranos is an IRC. Perhaps you can go and find this for me. I would very much like to see this. But let's continue with this article while he looks. <clears throat> Bioware director Casey Hudson has responded to enraged fans that have criticized the game's endings and day one downloadable content. In an interview with Digital Trends, Hudson said, quote, I didn't want the game to be forgettable, and even right down to the sort of polarizing reaction that the ends have had with people. Debating what the endings mean and what's going to happen next and what situation are the characters left in. That, to me, is part of what's exciting about this story. There have always been a little bit of mystery there and a little bit of interpretation, and it's a story that people can talk about after the fact. Particularly aggressive, uh, fans have launched a campaign to get the Mass Effect 3 ending changed. That's retarded. There's even a retake Mass Effect movement, which is raising funds for the Child's Play charity and the hope of being taken seriously by BioWare. So far, they've raised over $29,000. The mission statement reads, quote, We would like to dispel the perception that we are angry or entitled. 
We simply wish to express our hope that there could be a different direction for a series that we have come all grown to love. Now I'm going to stop right there. There are people that are pissed off enough that they're trying to raise money to force a company to change the ending of a game that's already been released. But the good news is they're not angry or entitled. No, no, no. Right. They understand that they're not angry. Clearly. All right, there it is. Uh, there's a fan campaign to change the ending of Mass Effect. Okay, that's what we just talked Maybe about. Maybe uh, Mass Effect producers promise we'll keep listing a new content that brings closure. Thank you, Theranos. We'll get to that one next. Uh, wait till we get to this one. I know where you're going. Wait till we get this one done. When asked if Bioware listens to feedback, Hudson said, We pay very close attention to it. It's very important to us, and we will always listen to feedback, interpret it, and try to do the right thing by our fans. But we don't give a fuck. That's why we went ahead and released the day one DLC, even though no one wanted it. To hell with the fan base. I can't have added that in there. Hudson went on to promise fans single-player downloadable content, and that fan feedback will shape its content. We have some really great multiplayer content and some really... I hate that word, by the way, content. I, I really do. I, I came to hate it. What else would you call it, though? Material. I, I, I don't know. Something other than content. Okay. Blizzard has made that into the C word for me. I hate it. Hmm. I, I hate it. And some really great single-player content coming over the air. Fan feedback will become part of how we design that. Regarding the From Ashes DLC, which is the stuff that was released on the first day, Hudson thinks fans are starting to see common sense. Initially, it was spun in a direction that suggested we had taken the lore out of Mass Effect 3. No, that was never the problem, uh, sir. Now the people who actually have played Mass Effect 3 and the DLC know that that's not true. No, sir, that was not the problem that people had with your DLC. If That I, was never the problem. If that was the problem, I would actually agree with them having played it. Uh, but I, as I told you last week, the fact that it was done and on the disc has yes. kind of soured me on that explanation a bit. And it had nothing to do with, with adding to the story or adding another character. It had everything to do with the fact that they were trying to milk more money out of something that should have been included with the game and apparently was. Now, this, uh, an addendum here, before we get into it, this is from Kotaku, Theranos found this one. Mass Effect's producer promises, quote, we'll keep listening and new, co- uh, new content that brings closure. All right, Casey Hudson, the executive producer of Mass Effect 3, responded yesterday to the boiling over outrage of longtime fans of the series disappointed in the game's conclusion. Hudson's full statement is free of spoilers, so no worry about that. In short, it sounds like he is promising extensions to the story through downloadable content that offer outcomes more palatable than the one in the main game that has people in such a lather. All right, let's stop. Let me propose this question. Now, I'm a cynical enough asshole to wonder, okay? Could it be that Bioware intentionally did this, made a very obscure, vague, crappy ending that people were going to be pissed at, knowing that they could release DLC down the road that people would buy that would change or kind of mold the ending so it was more palatable more in line with what fans really wanted to see. Is this some devious, evil plot by Bioware? I don't think so. I mean, really, why, why would you shoot yourself in the foot and then say, hey, we're going to put a Band-Aid on it? Why just because you knew people were going to buy Mass Effect 3 already, and if they didn't like the ending, you could say, okay, well, you know what? We took your feedback into account. So here's all the DLC. Yeah, but when they make a Mass Effect 4, if, if they're going to already shoot themselves in the foot by... Making Mass Effect 3 well, suck. They, they, said, they could be shooting. I could, could be wrong. Be, you know. I could be wrong, but I thought they were on record saying this was the final in the series. This is the final of the Commander Shepard story. So they the could, universe, they've already they've been discussing. They, 
it, it's my understanding that they want to keep the universe alive. That's what I thought. I okay. mean, that's what I was kind of referring. They to. want to keep the universe alive. The Commander Shepard story was always supposed to be a trilogy, right? And the trilogy is over. The Shepard story is over. Now they want to expand the universe. So again, I I pose the question: Was this deliberate? Did they know? Did they figure this is what they were going to do ahead of time? And they just kind of put the DLC out there for people to buy, so they got the ending they wanted. I I, I, I don't think so because why would you? Look at why would you sabotage your future efforts? Because they could always take the high road and say, no, 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 no. no this is the ending we always intended. This is what we wanted. But since everybody seems to want something different, all right, we'll go ahead and make something different. We'll make some DLC. We'll change the ending for you. Oh. I don't know this is necessary. I don't think that they, and I could be wrong, and maybe I'm just, I'm, I'm taking the conspiracy theory a little far here. I think you are. Um, having played the game course, through to all discussion. three endings, yes. uh, or all three, you know, uh, of the final you did it all endings, right. you know, I, I don't, I'll be honest, when I finished the, I'm trying to do this without ruining anything for anyone who hasn't played it. Um, when I got to the end, one of the, I'm going to try and not spoil this, but you know, I'll do my best. Uh, when I got to the end, I, I liked when I finished the game the first time I, I sat back at the end of it and was like, not what I thought was coming. I was liked, it a good, you know what to say? Was it a satisfying ending to you? Yes, I okay. actually thought so, uh, and and here's why. Again, without getting into details, dragons, I don't wanna, man. There's yeah, dragons in the game. Well, this it's is not a big a deal. <laughs> okay, there's fucking dragons there's in the game. Fucking difference between telling you how the game ends and that there's dragons. <laughs> Holy shit! All right, uh, no, but without getting into too much detail, um, I'll be honest. A, a lot of the times you play these games, and they are these epic. Holy crap! Everything's at stake, and if you play it. All the way through, and you do it just right or even half right, you get some, oh, everything worked out, happily ever after, nobody died, everything's right, fine. Right, I don't think that that's always the best way to go. The whole point of Mass Effect with the Reaper invasion is everything is on the line. And as I said, there are things I liked about the games. There are things that I so was without, disappointed with. Without getting into specifics, you're saying it's that there bittersweet. should have been that there, that there should have been a, be. okay that there should have been more bittersweet. Or no, no, too... I thought it was. I thought it was honestly. Damn it! This is hard to do without ruining right. shit. But so, so you with, thought you thought it, it was it was too bittersweet that it should have no, been happier. When or? I got when I got done to the end, it was not what I expected because, to be honest, I expected the same. Hooray! Here's a medal. Go right. live with your, you know, romance interest and raise passels of little heroes and okay. everyone's happy and we rebuilt in one year and, and that's here's not a what, montage. And, and that's not what happens. That's not what happens. Okay. And and what happens I, I think what a lot of people are upset over is the fact that at the end of it there are things that aren't answered. There are there is an opening at the end of the when the game ends. There's still the unanswered last, questions. The very last cutscene uh-huh. in the thing um, changes depending on what ending you chose, and there is a very there is a choice at the end. You uh-huh. can choose how it goes, um, and depending on that choice, there is a cutscene at the end that leaves things open. And I'm not surprised at all. So it's an open-ended that. ending. It's it closes the Shepherd story, the Shepherd story, and the Reaper invasion for the that's done. But there is an opening at the end. For them to continue, there is an opening for them to end. To be honest, a lot of the outrage, like I said, at the end of the game, I had to sit back and think and decide whether I really liked the ending or whether I hated the ending. 
and I'm still a little torn over it just because I really you're used to that final closure. It's all yay, right. It's all moment. wrapped up, and you know, because yeah. I I'm a completionist. I did everything. Uh-huh. I maxed out everything before I went to the end. Uh huh. And you're so used to being, you know, being a completionist. When you do that, you get some awesome, super cool, fucking here's everything's awesome all ending. The, yeah, all the you know loose ends are tied. That's and, not okay. what happened here. Okay. And, and at the end of the game, you have to make a choice. And at the end of the game, there are sacrifices, and everything changes. And that's just kind of the way it went. And I I liked that part of it because it wasn't usual. And I thought, to be honest, it was more in keeping with the overall theme. You know, when when you're talking about the entire eradication of a galaxy in this game, Uh going to that formulaic, hey, you win, you saved everybody, ending doesn't make sense to me. Uh The idea that you're not going to completely win, there's going to be sacrifice, that makes sense to me. And and I like that they did that. Um, But I can see why people are mad over the very last cutscene in the ending where it definitely leaves things... Open now. Unresolved. Did did okay. did yes. Mass Effect, did did Bioware state before the game came out that everything was going to be wrapped up and it's going to answer all your questions and everything's going to be done and finished and wrapped in a nice bow for you? No. What they promised was the end of the Shepard story. What they promised okay. was that. What they promised was that there would you would have closure with the Shepard story. They okay. promised it was always going to be the end of that. But at the same time, you've got a franchise that is this popular, and for a sci-fi franchise, it's very popular. Uh huh. 1.6 million the last open you know, first and second and installments. If, yeah. uh, and it's, if you're it's pissed sold about, over sold at like 3.5 million. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's pretty big. And you know, if you're pissed about the fact that they left this ending open, why isn't there a little rage at the end of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood? Sure. That was wide fucking open. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I stabbed that bitch in the kidneys and I had no idea what's going on credits. <laughs> and I'm yeah. just like, "What the fuck?" you know. Right. I, but see, but see for me, I I like those endings, but that's just me. I like endings that, that leave you wanting more. It's a cliffhanger. It's it. That's what's and the that's point. Fine. It's a cliffhanger. And that's fine. So I, then, which I, is why I wanted to ask if they had advertised that they were going to wrap up all the storylines. Because if they didn't, if they said that this is just going to be the end of the Shepard story and that they wanted to continue the universe, then I, I guess my question is then why all the outrage when they did exactly what they said they were going to do? So, why, yeah, and that's a good question. Having played all the way to the end, Vira, why is everybody's panties in a bunch? Why are they really pissed? They're not entitled. They're not angry. <laughs> I, you know what, I think it, it depends on who you ask. There are people who don't like, uh, and it's one of the things, like I said, it's one of the things that I did have a problem with during the main game. There were certain plot holes uh, that I was unhappy about. Okay. Um, there were certain things that I was unhappy about, uh, but overall, I get, you know, I'd give them a B plus How on How about it. this? How does it compare to the other two installments? Um, in terms of graphics, better. I mean, it's still obviously a little dated, but the engine they're using is... Was Older. it the, the Unreal Engine? Yeah. Okay. They didn't. I mean, they're not going to switch engines in the middle of a in the middle of a franchise. It's no, not going to happen. No. Um, it would add way too much time to the dev cycle. Uh, in terms of story, um, I wish they they cut back a little bit on your interaction with your teammates, and that kind of pissed me off. It was a little more on the rails. So than, it's basically, you're on your own, but you have a couple people around behind you. Well, yeah. you still have all your team. A lot of your teammates come back, and there are a couple, you know, different ones and everything. Um, but there was definitely a, a feeling in a lot of the conversations you didn't get to make as many choices in, as in the past games about how the conversation went. It was definitely a little more on the rails. Um, that kind of annoyed me. Uh-huh. I, I very much enjoy the interaction. I mean, like we've talked about before, I'm sure. a very story-driven yes, player. Yes, so am I. So am I. Um, and, and I liked having those choices. Um, on the other hand, playing the game, I kind of got why they went with that. Although, like I said, I would have liked to have more choice. Um, in terms of building the atmosphere, one of the complaints that people have is that 
they thought it was clunky and shoved down their throat. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the game mechanics is when you're walking around, you'll overhear conversations. And sometimes they initiate these side quests where, you know, you hear a guy with a problem and you can go help him out. Yeah. It'll have an effect on later. I'm, I'm used to stuff like that. Um, but one of the things I really liked was that some of the side conversations you can have no impact on. But the idea was to try and build an atmosphere of the world is ending, fear, and try and individualize it. Um, the one that I guess in my mind is iconic, at least for me, is when you go to the Citadel on the docks, it's where all the refugees are from the worlds that are under Reaper invasion. Um, and at one of the guard posts, there's a Turian uh, Citadel security officer working, and there's this teenage girl. And she's, you know, the Turian's like, can I help you? Are you lost? She and a prostitute? No, it's she's, not she's a refugee. No, she's right. just Well, I mean, it's how refugees get around. I mean, well, eventually she may have something. made it to that point, but at the time so she did So there's didn't. no horse side quest? No. Fine. It's so right, the world owns profession. What's, what's the deal? But, you know, she, the security guy's like, what do, do you need something? Why are you here? And the girl's like, well, my parents put me on the shuttle before the Reapers hit. They said they'd be right behind me. You know, and as you come back to the Citadel over and over, uh, when you walk by, you hear little snatches of conversation. You kind of get it fleshed out. And, and the whole point is, where are my parents? Oh, my God, what's going on? And she's uh-huh. getting more and more concerned. Um, some of them did feel a little forced. But overall, I thought it was a very good plot device to try and build that atmosphere. Um, and the one I really liked is sometimes you'd hear people having arguments and you could intercede because you're Commander Shepard and you can just do whatever the fuck you want, apparently. Uh-huh. Right. Like you'll hear a husband and wife arguing. You can pick which one to support and stuff. Um, I, I liked it. Like I said, it felt a little forced sometimes, but overall I liked the mechanic. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd say in terms of combat mechanics, Mass Effect 3 was my favorite. Okay. Uh, I thought they did a good job. Mass Effect 1, very RPG. Um, and sometimes, especially with the inventory system, very uh-huh. clunky hmm. RPG. Okay. Uh, just because it, it was hard to manage all that crap. Mass Effect 2, they streamlined it a lot more, but I like RPG. The Rhino says, a lot I, out. I guess the real way to play and get all the closure you want is to just go full Renegade, kill everyone, and then there are no sacrifices to make. Well, the, you can do that, too, <laughs> yes. And actually, my next, my next playthrough will be full Renegade. But All right. Uh, I haven't done that one yet. I've done Paragon and Grey. And Tech Priest so. says the ending takes downloadable content into consideration. That's, and that's kind of where I was going with this. It, it sounds to me like they had always intended to be adding on to it at the end, anyways. They're always going to add on to not it. Not all. Look, that's Mass not Effect, true. Mass Effect 2 fleshed out stories with downloadable content. Now, I, again, the Shepard story is over. And without, again, damn fucking spoilers. I'm done. I want to talk about it. Um, the Shepard story is over. Yeah. You're Commander Shepard. Once your story's over, that's it. Right. Then they left open. They showed that people survived. They showed that the whole point was there was a new beginning. Okay. After the Reaper invasion, the whole point of that last cutscene was a new beginning. Do I wish that they maybe had thrown in a little more information? Yes, I do. Am I pissed because of the way it ended? No, not really. I I wish there was more. I wish they had given us a little more of a glimpse, but I'm not mad at how it ended because I see... Like I said, my questions for the most part were answered. Well, it it, it sounds like it did what it wanted to do. I mean, it, it, it sounds like the ending's at least leaving you wanting more. I, I would so love to see him continue the universe. Okay. I very much enjoy it. I very much enjoy the story. I very much enjoy how they've built the universe. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I have some quibbles. Like I said, I give the game a B plus, not the A plus I was hoping it would be. But let's continue on with what they were are, saying. Are, are we going to read the whole statement? No, I'm not. Because we kind read. of already. Yeah, okay. it just says we recognize that some of our more passionate fans needed more closure, more answers, and more time to say goodbye to their stories. And these comments are equally valid. Player feedback such as this will always has always been an essential ingredient in the development of the series. Significantly, Hudson adds that, quote, over the uh, course of the series, Mass Effect has been a shared experience between the development team and our fans. 
not just a shared experience in playing the games, but in designing and developing them. Towards the bottom of his actual statement, it says, uh, so where do we go from here? Throughout the next year, we will support Mass Effect 3 by working on new content. We'll keep listening because your insights and constructive feedback will help determine what that content should be. This is not the last you'll hear of Commander Shepard. So bang goes the theory that this ends well, his storyline. Well, no, not necessarily. He might show up in the story. We look forward to your continued support and involvement as we work together to shape the remaining experience in the story of the Mass Effect trilogy. I mean, it, it could always be like a Metal Gear Solid 2 thing where Solid Snake is in the story, he's but he's not, he's not the character you play. You know, it could be that kind of thing. This is part two. What happened to part one? Part one's the easy one. We're, we're going to okay. do the hard one. We're going to do the hard one. Yeah, right. we're going to do the hard one. Uh, so that ends the Mass Effect 3 thing. So okay. I, I, I think we've pretty much beaten and raped the dead horse. Is there anything else for Mass Effect 3 we have not yet covered or should talk about? No, I think we've said everything that needs to be said. I, I mean, especially so. since I, you know, I haven't played it all the way through. I'm looking forward to playing at least one and two. I think you'll like them. Um, yeah. uh, again, it's, you know, there are definitely parts of one. God, the Mako. Fucking annoying driving that goddamn bouncy ass fucking flubber tank around. It, it flubber bounces tank. and fucking it's ridiculous. Uh, apparently it weighs about five ounces and it will <laughs> okay. just right. the, it, it has I don't know gravity doesn't work on it. It's annoying. Okay. Um, but aside from that and the inventory system, I very much enjoyed it and I think you will too because like me, you're a story completionist kind of guy. Yes. Yes. Um, Mass Effect Two. Again, the story is the big thing for me and I think they do it very well. Cool beans. Well, I will uh, let you know what I think of it next week because I'll probably have it beaten by then, I would imagine. Oh, I will or at least Mass one Effect. of the storylines yeah. or whatever. Well, I will bring Mass Effect 2 for you next week. Okay. So Saying goodnight to one of our listeners. Good night. Yes. Apparently it's too late in Denmark to stay up to listen to the show. <laughs> whatever. All right, so this one you found. See, yeah, uh, I, I, I thought it'd just be fun to go through. Christian Science Monitor? That's yeah, interesting.com. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, video Game Trivia. So you're going to ask these questions, or how yes. is this going to work? I'll just okay. ask you the questions, and uh, we'll see if you guys get them right. All right. So here we go. These, these are kind of tough. There's only eight questions, so I'm not going to take that long. Go ahead. Question number one. Everyone knows Pong was the first commercial video game. In what year do industry historians believe the very first video game won a patent? Was it 1984? Was it 19, 19, sorry, 1948? 1958, okay. 1968. Uh, 1958. 1958? What do you think? Agreed. All right, so let's find out. Survey says? And, sorry, it's 1948. was the Thomas, first video game patent. Thomas Goldsmith and yeah. Estelle Ray Mann filed a patent application in 1947 for a cathode ray tube amusement device. Can't believe that didn't catch the on. The U.S. patent <laughs> awarded <laughs> them a patent in 1948. All right, so we fucked that one up. Next. We failed. Number two, Pong's popularity led to so many clones that the industry collapsed in 1977. What game restored its popularity? Was it Space War, Computer Space, or Space Invaders? Space Invaders. invaders. Let's find out. Computer Science or Computer Space was one of the first ones. You're correct. correct. Yeah. Space War was a pioneering game developed by two MIT students in 1961, while Computer Space was a Pong predecessor. Space Invaders, a phenomenally successful shooter game developed by the Japanese company Taito, spawned the arcade industry that would dominate the next 10 years. When first released, it was so successful in Japan that it caused a temporary shortage of 100 yen coins. It's like a penny, right? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's something like that, though. Seriously. While the U.S. video game, in- video game industry is a $25 billion a year business, the global market is $65 billion. Which of these companies did not 
reached the world's top five in sales in 2009. Nintendo, Konami. Disney Interactive, yeah. Activision Blizzard, or Konami? Konami. Which did not. I feel like it's a trick question, but I'm a, I agree it's Konami. It's con- I think it's Konami. Did not make it. Because I don't remember them coming out with anything that was worth a damn. Disney. So just, I feel like it's been years since Konami came out with anything. That well, that's I what I'm talking about. Right, worth a damn. I mean, Nintendo. You had the DS. You had the Wii. Yeah. Activision Blizzard. I mean, that's and pretty Disney much a given. World of Warcraft. Yeah, and yeah. Disney yeah, spams Konami. everything. So Konami. Okay, so let's find out. Survey says. Fuck. Wrong. Disney, Disney Interactive. Disney, okay. Really? With sales of 252 million. Disney ranked 25th in 2009, well behind number one Nintendo at 6.79 billion. Wow. And there's a complete list we can look at, but we're not going to bother. Right, we're sucking eggs in this one. Yeah, whatever. One for three. Number four, industry analysts see the greatest growth ahead for... Mobile games. Mobile role, games. Role-playing games, mobile games, or handheld mobile consoles. Games. Mobile games. That's a given. Mobile games. At least it should Let's be. find out. Mobile games. Mobile games. That's according to Gartner analyst Tug Nguyen. <laughs> I think it's Win. I think it's how you pronounce it. I don't care. Author of a 2011 report predicting that handhelds will decline while young gamers will move to smartphones or tablets. Meanwhile, mobile games, now 15% of the industry, will represent 20% by 2015. Number five, freemiums refer to online games handed out without charge to gamers and subsidized through ads. No. New games handed out for free at GameStop outlets. No. Or free virtual good that, purchases yes. designed to hook players on games like Farmville. That one. That's why a lot of RPGs are going free to play, and then you got to buy you know, any of the... What? No! The fuck? It's online games handed out without charge to gamers and subsidized through ads. Really? We suck at wow, this. Wow. I, I, I was agreed I, with yeah, you. Yeah. I thought it for sure. We've been a lot step on most of these. It's not looking good. No, it's not. I think we're like 50%, and I'm no college student, but that, I think, is a failure. Which of these did not become routine on desktops because of the demand up. created by the video game industry? Which of these did not become routine on desktops because of the demand created by the video games? Sound cards, broadband, the DVD-ROM drive, or 3D graphic accelerators? Which of these did not Which of these did routine? not become routine on desktops because of demand created by the video game industry? So because oh. people playing video games on their computer... They wanted all this stuff, but which is the one that they weren't asking for? Were they asking for better sound cards, broadband? They wanted a DVD, ROM driver. I would say the DVD, ROM, because, I mean, sound cards, broadband, and 3D graphics, sorry, you are, yeah. that's required. You've got to have all that. DVD, ROM, I mean, technically you could you know, get away with it by just having a digital download. And even now, a lot of games are still made by CD. I'm going to uh, roll with it. I'll be honest, I would have guessed all four would have been. Yeah. I, well, let's find if out. you put a gun to my head, I'd say you need all four, right? Oh, come on! Click the button. It's or, it's loading. Oh, it's okay. loading. It's thinking about it. It's deciding whether or not. Come on, Christian Science question. Monitor. I know. What's the deal? Answer. Well, they don't believe. Why is everybody anyways. on the Christian Science Monitor website? That's what I want to know. Because <laughs> we are. <laughs> you know, it, that might have something to we do. Drive we drive traffic. <laughs> Would not surprise me. Uh, All right, let me try clicking it again. It's probably going to screw it up. Nope. No, it's broadband. What? Broadband arose from cable and phone companies that would charge more because they could transmit more data faster. I would not play online if I didn't have broadband. If I was still stuck with a dial-up, I'd say, fuck well, that. I, I would not If do I had it. to take a guess, I guess that uh, video game fans back then weren't interested in playing that online. That actually single does players. make sense. Cause, well, but back then, DVDs weren't around then. It was all CD-based. Well, yeah, but the, the CD-ROM was the big thing. The DVD-ROM came because they needed more they needed space. space. Uh, yeah. but, but nobody... But single-player was still huge. Nobody, before broadband and i mean 
Yeah. There wasn't a lot of... There wasn't a lot of broadband It's not like there were MMOs going, God damn it, if only we could transmit more data. Make broadband happen. Actually, a lot of it was like that. Origins in in Ultima Online, that was one of the big problems they had, was they needed a broadband connection for most of their players. Yeah, but there there was way more... Single player play by yourself games. Then I mean, Ultima that, Online I mean, was. You know. Looking at it, I guess I can see that. Wow, yeah. we suck at this quiz. Yes, we. How did you do on this, this calendar? Fucking when you first brutal. Did? Um, I did about the same. Okay, so, yeah. so, don't okay. feel too bad. Time to take the show to porn because obviously video games is not it. This one should be pretty easy. Why might playing video games make you a better surgeon? Hand-eye coordination. You develop better hand-eye coordination. You learn to react more quickly in emergencies. Or you better understand the effects of trauma on victims. <laughs> I have inflicted significant amounts of trauma. You know, if I use that shotgun against this guy's skull, <laughs> I can pretty much understand he's not going to get up again. So what are we going with? I would say hand-eye hand coordination. Hand-eye yeah, yeah. coordination. Come here. Then again, I thought we nailed a couple of these. and hey! Got that one right. Research presented at a 2008 American Psychological Association convention compared a group of surgeons who played games that required hand dexterity with those who didn't play. They then gave the two groups a skills test. The result, gamers won ten times in a row. Let's hear it for gamers. Go, gamers. And the last one. Go ahead. Psychologists treating war veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder recently used the video game Full Spectrum Warrior as part of their therapy. Which of these sounds added to help ease the trauma made the soldiers react more intensely? AK-47 gunfire, the cry of a baby. Helicopter sounds and explosions, or sirens and Arabic speakers? Added to help ease the trauma? I don't understand how any how of that would, would help. ease the yeah. trauma. I would think they'd be diving behind the couch and reaching yeah, for their gun. that sounds horrible. That seems like a bad plan. <laughs> Was this thought through? <laughs> I don't know. Is this like some secret government test type Shh. thing? Or? Which of these sounds added to help ease the trauma made the soldiers react most intensely? I would say sirens and yeah, Arabic speakers. Yeah, I'm going with sirens and Arabic speakers. Okay. Wrong. AK-47. AK-47. And you're a fucking Marine that was over there twice. Gunfire and a baby's cry brought the sharpest spike in heart rates, according to psychologists at the Office of Naval Research and the University of Southern California's Institute for Creative Technology. Again, that's a pretty poorly uh, worded question, I think. I, I'm going to be... I, yeah. I, I Okay, the cry of a baby thing, I didn't hear a lot of that over there. Um not but, a, what I was doing. The and rest I think of a that, lot of soldiers honestly, wouldn't have heard an AK-47 unless you were on the front lines at a fire base right way forward. I, hearing gunfire, hearing helicopters, hearing explosions, sirens, and Arabic speakers, all of which I've heard. Right. Uh, the Arabic speakers are fucking loud. You can hear them on base. It's annoying. I think the sirens would be because you get mortar I, attacks more than AK-47 attacks. Well, yeah, and to be honest, the, rocket attacks. you hear gunfire, it's just kind of part of the noise sirens yeah. you're supposed to pay attention to right but the pattern of the sound tells you what kind of crap is coming in right i don't know that's uh, okay I well guess. you guys got three out of eight do you want to go for the easier one or uh i just don't want to size the ego okay <laughs> how about the stupid video game over the week i thought we were doing all these first well, we do could do a couple first. of them afterwards. I'm just trying to break okay. up the monotony of it. But we can keep going if you like. No, no, you know, no. It's uh, up to you. Maybe it's your show if you'd like to go ahead and dictate to us now. Highlander, go ahead. What, this is now Highlander's Court. What would you like to do? Let's go ahead Highlander's with the articles, you... and then uh, okay. we'll go ahead and well, give you a response later. We're going to do that. I'm going to get myself a root beer. Fantastic. All right. You can trouble me for a warm glass of <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would like to do the stupid, stupid video game over the week. All right. You got to bring it up first, though. 
I bring it up. Right. By the way, I did get the password from Eve, so we can go ahead and nice. hijack her. See, I thought you had it segment. already. I'm so happy. I can't. Well, wait I for don't this. go into people's emails unless they have their permission. You know, it's not why because I'm not an asshole. Mm. What? Um, debatable. Yeah. Okay. I'm not that kind of asshole. Okay, fair that. enough. Okay. I'll give you that. There we go. I'm the kind of asshole that will taunt the guys I'm burning off his worlds. <laughs> Tell me again how you're a pro and then renaming all of his planets. Mine now, bitch. Documents. Yeah, I'm that kind of asshole. Uh, and what are you giving true. me shit for for taunting? You, you sat here and are I thought it was detailing out to people all your favorite you know, catchphrases and comments when you were mocking people on Halo or I don't or like whatever. to taunt by text. It's, it seems so impersonal. Well, they don't, I like it's to taunt not by built voice. in. Can we invite random chat. strangers into the 1G so I can yell at them on my microphone <laughs> when we play from now yeah, on? Yeah, we'll team up with you and Vent. Come on in. <laughs> Suck! <laughs> Hate you! <laughs> pictures of you with goats! You know, so... Uh, pictures of you... I wouldn't have gone with that one. Got it. From across right, the next. information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. You read that far already? Don't read ahead because it just ruins it. What do you do? That's why I fight myself. I force myself not to. I, I, I look at it and I just see words and then I want to see what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Ever watch Toy Story? Remember the little green army men and the leader that was voiced by the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket? There's a video game about them. Isn't it exciting enough to shit your pants about? <laughs> well, actually, there's a series of video games about little green army men, but I'm going to save you having to stick a fork in your brain. To make the bad memories of these games go away. Stick a fork in your eye. And just talk about one of them, Army Men Turf Wars. Released in 2002 for the Game Boy Advance, you play the part of a toy toy army man who needs to kill all the yellow ones. (laughs) Good news for the yellow ones, getting your guy to shoot in the direction is like trying to steer a blind man with sign language. (laughs) And good news for you, since your army man considers any buttons you press as only minor suggestions, (laughs) you feel very little sense of responsibility when his body is impaled at the bottom of a spike pit. And Army Man, while you're bleeding down there, tell the bodies of your friends that you assholes all did this to yourselves. If you're paying attention to me fucking pressing jump, you wouldn't be dead. (laughs) You know, making a video game requires a lot of people. Programmers, artists, designers, whatever. My point is, how do all these educated professional people come together and decide to do this? How do you decide to take a franchise of fucking games that were already bad and make one worse in every way? Is it hypnosis? Blackmail? Evil? Maybe it's some kind of practical joke or government program to integrate criminally insane people into society as video game developers. Well, whatever it is, their secret is safe because I can't figure out how this mess happened. Army men, turf wars for the Game Boy Advance. The first words and last words out of your mouth will be, holy shit, this game sucks monkey balls. Another stupid moment in video games. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. So you're saying you didn't like it? No, it's, it sucks pretty bad. Okay. They yeah. all suck, really. So did the there's Ar- like There's like tons of There's one that came out uh, last year. Yeah, there's a whole bunch. Now, oh. did the Army Men drill sergeants yell at you more than the Marine Army Men? Or? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I think it doesn't really matter. Mm. It's all a bunch of bullshit anyway. There's like different colors. There's like the Tan Army and the Yellow Army and the Green Army. and the, get, Don't trust who, those yellow ones. Who gives a shit army? <laughs> there's a lot of them. We know they're, they're from. <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> 
This is from IGN. Are consoles dead? Which seems to be a reoccurring topic on this show. Well, you know, I want to, before we get to that one, did yeah. you want to do the other art? Because they both kind of lead. One leads into the this other one? one. No, no, the one that you didn't bring up. Uh, okay, let me pull it up. Yeah. And again, you just have to come across IGN like I need articles for tonight. Well, uh, uh, pick these. That's right. Okay. Uh, is that the one? No, that's nope. no, that's not the one. Should consoles go all digital? Yes. Which, again, is a reoccurring topic. Now, wait a minute. What the hell? See, Did I, I fuck up? Yes, I think you did. Son uh, of a bitch. Yep, you yeah, fucked up. Yeah, you did. Up. These are the, these are the BAF awards, which were sent it. to me by somebody else. Actually. All right. How dare you. Fail. I hate everyone. And they hate you. All right, never mind. Well, consoles are dead, <clears throat> apparently. Pundits are insisting that game consoles are headed for doom. IGN offers an opinion on the biggest question in gaming. The traditional games business is worth about $25 billion a year, so the obvious answer to the question of whether or not consoles are dead is resounding, what the hell are you talking about? Not only, but consoles are freaking awesome. They're built to play games. Certainly, they're ugly brutes, hideous, noisy boxes, but by all that is holy, they make life good. Why is that noisy? This is why talk of the death is so upsetting. Nevertheless, talk we must. It's true that consoles move through existence with every sign of vitality, but there are suggestions of an inner sickness, a sense of impending dilapidation. Sorrow awaits. Things go from hail and hardy to stone cold and underground in a spectacularly short period of time, most especially in the tech and entertainment businesses. None of this is good. The things that we're supposed to believe will replace consoles aren't as good as playing games, aren't designed for this specific sacred purpose, aren't as emotionally interesting. The death of consoles, if such is their fate, would be a disaster for gaming, as we who game understand the term. There's no circle of life crap going on here. It's all bad. These notions and the arguments that follow in this article will be dominated strategic thinking at Sony and Microsoft as leaders at these august firms decide how to approach their next-generation consoles. For the people who make the consoles, this play of launching new machines represents the biggest risk on both companies' books. If they get this wrong, it would be catastrophic for them. Little wonder they're holding back. There are no plans for either Sony or Microsoft to show a new machine at E3. All right, now, to be fair, you could say that at any point in time in history, if you fuck up your console, guess what? Yeah. You're behind the eight ball. I mean, Nintendo didn't recover for years after Nintendo 64 and the GameCube. Sure. It wasn't until the Wii came out that they got their, their market share back, and even that has really, you know, flailed over the last couple of years. Or flagged. Go ahead. Look at it from their point of view. Between them, Sony and Microsoft, the business units at Sony and Microsoft have lost a whacking $10 billion since 2000. The opportunity that greeted both companies at the dawn of the century was ownership of the living room, a place at the center of consumer entertainment's lives. It was a noble investment. But that opportunity does not look anywhere near as attractive now. In 2000, the year the world's best-selling console ever was launched, Apple was still 12 months away from launching the iPhone's progenitor, the iPod, and thereby changing the history of entertainment. Now it's the most valuable company in the world and the most powerful player in the gaming business. Facebook didn't exist. Free-to-play made zero sense. PC gaming was screwed. The assumption and the projections Sony and Microsoft were making back then just don't exist anymore. When Peter Moore bounded onto the stage at various E3s in the middle part of the last decade, he was seriously arguing that consoles would be the devices through which we consumed entertainment and communicated with one another. At the time, it seemed plausible. If he tried that shtick today, he'd be dragged away by burly nurses and semi-gently invited to spend some quiet time in a sparsely furnished room. It's not just the titanic cost, the gargantuan risk this undertaking represents. Problem is, the opportunity for riches is undoubtedly smaller than it's ever been before. For the first time in many console generations, no one is seriously predicting that the next generation will be bigger than the last, not even Jack Trenton. Hmm. 
So the answer to the question about the death of consoles can be found in how the console manufacturers are behaving. And here's the thing. They don't look too keen, do they? If history is any indicator, we are well past due for some new machines. The console guys are looking at this like the man who, having furtively popped into Burger King on his way back from work, is presented at home with a surprisingly large spaghetti bolognese. At the beginning of this year, Nene Reeves was mocked and derided for suggesting that one company in the current console battle might drop out. Look, it's unlikely, but it's really not that crazy. Sony is seriously short of dough. Microsoft is just starting to claw back some of its investments in the games business. There are a lot of great business reasons why either of these companies might find an urgently hot thing to fill their attention. The world has changed. Sony boss Kaz Hirai loves Burn games, hell. but not enough to bring one of Japan's greatest ever corporations to its knees. Whatever form PlayStation 4 takes, he's got to come up with something genuinely new. A better graphics box at $400? Not going to work. Already we hear stories of a next Xbox that doesn't even have a disk drive. What kind of console is that? Well, maybe it's one that reflects a changing reality, that the future is certainly not about going to the mall and buying a $60 game about shooting people. In England, the country's biggest retailer of games is about to go bust. If that's not a bad sign, then what is? Covered that last week. And what of Nintendo, the original high priest of consoledom, keeper of the flame? It is a company that has never looked less likely to stand astride the Chichen Itza of global entertainment. It's a supplicant in the thrall of the new gods. We're told that the 3DS is a successful handheld gaming oh, device compared to what? Vita? Sure. Compared to the iPhone? Bow down, Mario. Grovel in the dirt, Donkey Kong. Even the Wii U, the one and only next generation console that we have seen, looks a lot like a certain other Apple product. A handheld screen, by golly. So much for disruptive technology. So much for blue sky thinking. Everyone in gaming is getting ready for the next generation consoles to arrive. We're able to write off 20% year-on-year declines in game sales as a mere symptom of late cycle and UE and lower numbers of big, big game releases. But there are other symptoms that are not so easily brushed aside. The stock value of companies like EA and Activision have been steadily dropping for the past few years. You want to blame the economy? Sure, go ahead. But PC gaming has been exploding. Really? More people spend more time playing games than ever before. Meanwhile, the top five game companies by value have halved in value. And those that have dropped out of the list, traditional game publishers, have been replaced by free-to-play and social companies. Still blaming the economy? Hang on. This is an interesting uh, comment because we have been operating under the assumption, at least on this show, for some time that PC gaming has become is shrinking and shrinking and that consoles are taking more and more of the uh, 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 going forward, they're taking more of the mantle of the way games are pl- or games are played, and it's not just on this show. I think a lot of people in PC gaming have assumed the, the same thing that PC gaming is on the way out. This is saying quite the opposite. Uh, if, if, if I was to gaming, see that's the thing. Yeah, define gaming. Is it playing Farmville on Facebook? Is it I, every single MMO out there that you really only but you can't play do on? That on your phone? You can't MMOs, do your pad? You can't play World of Warcraft on your iPad. You okay, can't like play... you, said, you just said, they're different, but you can play Farmville on your Facebook, I mean, on your, I, on your iPhone, your iPad, or whatever. Right. You can't, but, but we're a talking lot of about... people do it at their computer. They play yeah, it at computer. work. They play it at home. I mean, I, I think when... But I, it makes I would it like to okay. know... I'm just saying I would like to know what, you, what the author means by PC gaming, because I assume... I, I think he's talking about, about social game. social crap. Yeah, okay. I think he's talking about... games suck. Social crap, Because I find MMOs, it hard to believe that things like World that. of Warcraft or StarCraft, and those are some of the biggest names in PC gaming, have sold more copies or are on a par with the, the amount of copies sold on a console. I don't know. I, I, obviously, they're not going to get into specific right. numbers Continue. here. But. Uh, NGM Cocos, I have no idea how to pronounce that. Ben Cousins pointed all this out at GDC last week. 
He also showed us a graph comparing the history of the arcade game business to that of the console game business. At some point in 1999, consoles overtook arcades, which have since become almost entirely irreverent, irrelevant, both as a business and as a way to consume interactive entertainment. I just love arcades. That same year, consoles officially became as good as arcades, graphics-wise, with the launch of the Dreamcast. This year, we have seen the launch of the new iPad, a device which, despite its current wizardry, offers future powers we can only imagine. Offer a man from Mars a chance to reach out and grab an iPad or an Xbox 360, which will it be? But consoles are seriously great devices, important, essential. In an interview this week, Epic founder Tim Sweeney, one of the smartest thinkers in this business, described them in the simplest terms as perfectly formed for the purpose of playing games. They are entirely engineered to output fast-moving graphics. They are connected to handheld controllers, which have no other purpose than to control games. Their entire ecosystem is about competition, fun, and excitement. Sweeney added that when the next generation does come, in whatever form, it will provide a graphical leap that, is the, that the iPads of this world will take eight years or so to match. Eight years, that's 2020. Hmm. So if we leave PC gaming aside, consoles will still be the best way to consume games for a span of time, encompassing three more Olympic games and two World Cups, and maybe even another Diablo game. <laughs> people talk about the fact that 500 million people have played Angry Birds compared to 25 million for Call of Duty. But really, those yeah. numbers like comparing flying pigs with flying helicopters. Also, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo are smart. It isn't beyond the realms of possibility that any of them, possibly all of them, will create something that surprises everyone, even Apple. Perhaps we'll see a unified platform or a cloud system that really works, or hell, who knows? The fact is that consoles are under sustained attack from alternate devices and platforms like mobile and social and free-to-play. It's like horde mode. The enemy has the numbers. The console has the firepower. Who can predict the outcome with certainty? But here's an indisputable idea. Any person of good sense must understand which side to root for. You know, and I go back to a comment. Go ahead. I was going to say, I completely agree with that last part. Uh, The fact that, yeah, social gaming has tons of, there's so many different ways you can do stuff. Words with friends. Angry birds. But that's, I'm sorry, maybe I'm a snobby asshole. That's not gaming. And that's kind of what I said a few weeks ago. Right. Now, I I know that you and I have defined gaming as, that right kind of stuff. It, it's because something that Eve had asked us once. You know, she said, "Well, am I a gamer?" I said, "Well, what do you play?" Well, I play Angry Birds. My iPhone occasionally I play a Wii. No, no. See now, to You're me, a I, woman, not a gamer. Go ahead. To me, I would call that gay. If, if if it's something that you do on your own, that you don't, you know, necessarily have to, you know, play with someone else. Even now, obviously, if you play with someone else, that makes you more of a gamer. Right. But in the simplest terms, if you're playing something as a, as a form of diversion, as a form of entertainment then really I would have to call you a gamer. Well, I mean, if, then, you really, if, if you're going to boil it down... Well, my grandmother I mean, plays Scrabble with her friends on... We- you're touching is that me? That's yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's technically... I mean, that, that I, is yeah, a that's game. That's a very broad definition of gaming, and that's fine. I, I get what, you, I get I mean, what I, you're saying. Yeah, I, I mean, at, at some point, you have to kind of define... I mean, you, you I, have to define... Just, just because you don't like a game doesn't mean that it, it's not a game. I, I mean, I don't... Point, but I, I don't like... You know, Facebook, Scrabble, but basically and come down to is it something you can play on a phone? Is that necessarily a game? If it's something you play on Facebook, is it a game? That's where you kind of have to break down the specifics when you're trying to look to give a definition of somebody as a gamer. Well, like, and and I guess <clears throat> my my point goes to what kind of games are those? Like Mafia Wars, there's a lot of yeah. people play it. Whatever, right? What do you really do in that game? You click a button and wait for a timer to end, and then you click the button again, and you wait for a timer to end, and then you click the button. I- I'm sorry. Okay, what I about don't... a game where you're walking through the forest on your way to a fucking mountain in the background? Right, exactly. Is that a game? Yeah. Now, I- I'll give him that one. 
I, I don't okay. think it's, right. I personally don't think it's a good game, but no. it, I, I don't know. I haven't played it, and I'll be honest, I barely heard your conversation on the way about up Journey? here because I yeah. was going through a fucking downpour. Right. Um, but it's not something that really sounds like it interests. It, it would interest me. I want a body count. Right. But no, it, it's completely the opposite. I yeah. will say this, and this is a point I tried making a few weeks ago. Um, when it comes to a gaming. The, the game that we enjoy right now versus what they're saying with the handhelds, with your iPads and your iPhones, your smartphones, things of that nature. Right. That console gaming and computer gaming, as we know it, is kind of going by the wayside uh, in exchange for, like somebody just said, uh, Guy Red said, the casual fags, people who play on their phone whenever they can. Whatever they can. There's a difference. And it may be an entire paradigm shift to how we're going to look at it. But the thing of it is, gaming as we understand it, there's always going to be a market for a shooter, for an MMO, for an RTS. I agree. I want to play some of this. Oh, sure, yeah. Because because I, I don't think I anybody play, likes that. I, I want to play quick, and I can't do that on my, on my smartphone or my iPad. There, it, it may take on a, a more elitist or a luxury type thing or a very highbrow format of entertainment, a highbrow form of gaming. So there, well, yeah, you've got your phone, and then you've got your actual gaming. Now, it'll True. be a much smaller market. I think you may see Probably. a couple of people drop out. And, and I, I'll, I'll say real quick, there are it's starting to happen now that games, like pretty decent games, are starting to come out for the iOS or for Android. Like for example, yeah. I can yeah. buy I, I can buy Dead Space for Android now for like five bucks. Yeah. Or um, what's that other shooter that I'm I can't think of its name now? Well, there's, Mass Effect has one, uh, Infiltrator. You're right. That's on the there's, iOS. There's one specifically there's that also, I can't, like um, Shadowrun or something like that, or. The know. point being, the kind of games like that, we but. play are not practical in, in that kind of format. I agree. And oh, no, yeah, I agree. Right. What I think, I'll be honest, what I think is the industry's changing. All this new tech came out, and tech moves fast, so people don't want to get left behind. Right. What I think this is, honestly, is overcorrection. I think that all these casual okay. games, all the Facebook games, Zynga, all of them. People are used to it. People saw yeah. the trend and saw that, whoa, well, they got 500 million people to play Angry Birds. Well, Angry Birds costs a dollar or two dollars yeah. or whatever. Chip on the bandwidth. You know, oh, Call of Duty is only 25 million. Well, it costs $60. Do some math. Right. Um, now, which one costs more to develop? Obviously, Call of Duty. But what I think is happening, honestly, is, uh, you know, this new tech came out and it's still relatively new. These social games, these free to play games, all, you know, the casual games, if you will, mm-hmm. versus what, for the sake of, Language during this what what you, I understand what you you're, know, what you're thinking of as casual game. games versus playing Call of Duty games or my or, games right. you know um, I think that the industry has seen this and I do think it's an overcorrection I think you're exactly right and what's going to happen is yes that's a big market because people for example like Eve not a gamer she's not going to sit down and play Crisis Two with no, me she's not ever no that's not going to happen but, but she might play Angry Birds and you can make money on that and that's great but I think that that is an overcorrection what's going to happen is they're going to realize that there are separate markets there, and you can't satisfy the what we'll call, for the sake of again language, the hardcore market with those games. You're never going to be. This able is why to. we need her well, here no. to actually defend that and actually you know, pepper her with questions about being a gamer. But and I, what she I, plays. I think right. though, what the the point of the article was, I, I don't think it was trying to make the case that every game is going to be a casual game from here on out. No, no, no. no, 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 no. The that's point the of trend. it is, is that. Well, no, I, I don't even think that I, was the point. I think the point of it was trying to specifically say that things like phones like the iPad, are starting to get to the level of what consoles can do. And once that happens, now I, I, it's not happened yet. They, but if, if you look at the way that the tech is going, I mean, pretty like for example, if I wanted to, I, I could download 
an N64 emulator on my phone right here. I'm playing yep. Nintendo 64. Games. However, but the thing to remember, Not though, well, is but... the, the phones are coming out faster. And I think uh, Mr. Tim Sweeney, who was mentioned in the article, yes. makes an excellent point. How old's the Xbox 360? How old is the PlayStation 3? And Six, this seven years old, yeah. And the phones are just starting to catch up. Right. Now, unfortunately, the console is something that has a long development cycle. And there's going to be some time, and especially if you're going to be making games for it, because yes. the games are so much bigger, yes. so much more involved, they take longer to make. You can crank out, you can't crank out um, Call of Duty, you know, in a couple months like you can an iOS game. It, 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 it takes too. longer. Like mm-hmm. you, to your point, that when the, the next generation comes out, like it said, I'm sorry, just to finish with my thought. Um, but when the next generation comes out, I think they're right. It is going to be an evolutionary leap forward. It usually and is. because And they were talking about the console industry versus the arcade industry and all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, that only applies if you look at the Xbox 360 as the console industry. The thing with the arcade industry is they arcade games never evolved. They're boxes. They sit in a location. You have to go and pump quarters into them. Arcade games of today, lit, like at bowling alleys and stuff, a little bit better graphics. Sure. Maybe the, but, you know, you'll pump a quarter in, have a couple minutes of fun. But there's nothing significantly beyond that different about that versus old arcade games consoles can i would more. i would make the argument that new arcade games try to be a little more interactive i mean i'm i'm, I, I'm, right, I'm, I'm right. thinking of going to like dave and busters and playing like the the boxing game where you have to duck and weave or, right or, or, like, or like any of those like time I, crisis and things like that i completely agree with you but i would argue that that is a incremental advance as opposed to a um, revolutionary one. Yeah. yeah I, I, I would agree that's not revolutionary. You're never go- I don't think you're ever going to see. Warner says it will never happen in the Highlander. Already the PS Vita has the power of the 360, but has a three-hour battery life. And that was kind of my point is that to what Voyager said and what the article said that the phones are just now catching up to the consoles from seven, eight years ago. You can put a whole hell of a lot more processing power into a box as opposed to a phone. Now, as, as everything is miniaturized, as things tend to do over time, your phones are getting much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that goes hand in hand with the next console. You're going to pack a hell of a lot more processing power, a lot more capability into the next console that comes out. And again, it's going to revolutionize. It's going to be much higher, much further along than the phones are today. But again, I still think that it's going to become a more of a... The way gaming is going to be looked at is going to take on a much a much different feel than it does today. Well, I completely agree with you there. I think, and I'm not, you know, as much as I mock the the casual games and everything, do what makes you happy. If you like, I play Angry Birds. If I'm bored and I got five minutes to kill, ten minutes to kill, or if my professor's lecturing about something I don't care mm-hmm. about, you know, who doesn't? But I think you are going to find an equilibrium. I think Em's completely right. The casual market's not going to go away. No. But I and think it's only to get bigger. I, I reiterate, I think that they are the industry as a whole is overcorrecting, and it will come back to balance. There's no way I, I significantly doubt that dedicated gaming systems are ever going to truly go away. I, I just don't see it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are way past when we needed a break. We've been going for about an hour and a half now, so we need to have a break. Your phone call is coming up in the next hour, as well as the mailbag. Get your questions, comments, opinions into Emperor1G at Cox.net. We still have Eve's Forbidden Fruit, which we're going to hijack and take away from her, since she's you know too busy to come here and do it herself. Lazy bitch. And then we've got uh, the quickening yet to come with Highlander. Do you have anything else? Do you have Forbidden Fruit or Forbidden Knowledge? No, or? other okay. than that one that I, we never seem to get to. But okay. I mean, if we can... Whatever. We'll play. We'll see how the phone calls go. Uh, The phone calls, ladies and gentlemen, again, when I give you the uh, signal, 
Start lining up, talking to none left. He will put you in order if you're an IRC. Once I've taken all the phone calls from IRC, if you are not an IRC, still want to call, you may do so. I'll let you know when. Add me on your Skype to Emperor underscore the number one, the letter G. Gentlemen, I'll pose you the question. The excuse me. The, oh, just just real quick before I get there. Yeah. If they're not an IRC, how do they they're going to still to them. they'll add me on Skype Emperor underscore one G. Okay, I'll say all right. All the IRC calls are done. Everybody else wants to call in. They will then send us a Through call Skype request. Directly. Right, and I'll just okay. take them as they come. Okay. Uh, the question I want to ask you, gentlemen, if things continue as they are, the phone calls were a tremendous success last week. Both of you called in, and I thank you for that. The quality was exceptional. I went back and actually listened to it. Oh, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, yes. originally I when, when home, I turned it on, I, I thought you were in the room with him. Right. Well, thank you. You're and welcome. that doesn't always happen. I've listened to... I'm sure that has something to do with your microphone as well. But uh, Dude, no. I was. No, in... you have a shitty microphone? Uh, hold on. I can actually show you the microphone I was using. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's, okay. It was this end because I, for those of you, because this is radio, not television, right. I'm holding up the standard set of ear, like iPod with a earpods. microphone that, right. that comes with an iPhone. That's what I used. It wow. was this end that caused the quality. It was surprising to me the quality, which was much better than a lot of the shows on this network who have different hosts call in by Skype or Ventrilo do their shows. Uh-huh. Uh, the quality is as good, maybe possibly even a little better than what Gnomewise does, and he's been doing his phone calls for a while. And that, I think, has a lot to do with the power of the machine that Foyar has built for us, funded in part by our listeners. And but, also, I mean, you have an awesome connection, and I pony up for a great connection. We're not yes. that far apart. No. I mean, um, I do have a, a dedicated line, which is quite a bit of, uh, of bandwidth. I'm now, curious what it would sound like, because I have Skype on my phone, and I'm curious if it would... Well, what would you call in with last week? I called in through the computer. Okay. My question is this. Um, there is a possibility that we could get a Skype number for $60 a year. What this would do, would this would allow people to go ahead and call in using their, their mobile phones, their landlines, things other than Skype. So my question is, is this something we should look into? Is it worth the money and the trouble? Now, I will say this, and I will have to look into a little more to make sure, but I believe international calls, as they come in, would be paid for by the person calling us, not from us. I it, believe that's the it, case. It depends. If you call from your phone, then yes. yes. If you're just using Skype, then it doesn't matter where you are. Well, right. But I'm saying people that actually pick up a phone, because not everybody wants to get on Skype, download it, figure out you know, how to get their microphone, right. et cetera. Add you as a friend. Yeah. You know, blah, we can call blah, blah, Eve blah. at home and just you know mess with her because oh, she's be you know, too lazy to come in and do the show. That kind of thing. I, I Without you know, no firm commitment, but I do think it warrants research. Uh, I would yeah, like to we're looking at details. five a month, but... I'm sure you probably have to pay all up front right away. More, yeah, yeah. So uh, I have twenty dollars in my pocket. We would probably ask the listeners for that sixty bucks because it, it's it's something we're adding for their benefit more so than us because we always keep it just Skype if we need to be. True, manly stuff. That seems like a waste of money. People listening live will likely be on the computer anyway. Not always. No, okay. no not always. Dude, when we I'm have... on my way here, I listen. And okay, it's off there's my phone. maybe seventy, eighty people in IRC. I will tell you, there's about three times it right now listening live. I see the numbers. So that's not necessarily true. Now, if you're obviously you're listening probably through a mobile phone, actually the majority of people who listen to the show are listen through a handheld device. They do not listen to their through their PC because we have those numbers. We break them down too, you know, because podcasting apparently is dead. Oh, that's <laughs> fuck. Remind me, Highlander, before this show is over. Okay. Remind me. Somebody hit me up recently and uh, cued me in on one of our OMFG. Uh, former brethren uh-huh. who went back to doing his show, right? And it's on YouTube. 
I got YouTube, is it? Okay, when we go to break, I got to take a piss. When I come back, I have to show you this absolute train wreck. We're going to bash this guy because it's so deserved. Fantastic. Yes. So remind me. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, after the break, your phone calls, your emails. Keep it right here. Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. You're listening to the Emperor's Court here on BTW Productions. Get down on your knees. I know I would. All right, folks, we're back here on the Emperor's Court. Here on Virtual World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I'm your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. And Varyar. hey Now, before we... As coming into break, we were just discussing off the air, if we should start doing some small projects, like the old Word of the Emperor idea, like, you know, the old 10 or 15-minute segments I do once or twice a week. Or maybe, I don't know, the Great Debate. That we could, put, we could do the Great good. Debate. You know what? We should put the Great Debate on there. The problem is we're, we're talking about putting some stuff on YouTube. The question is, I don't know what the limit is for there is like no an limit. audio. There so is no limit anymore. Two? Okay. There, there are people, literally, you can go on there and do a YouTube search for 10-hour videos. People have okay. put 10 hours of like... That's insane. Of like, oh, they're, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard or okay. all that kind of crazy shit. Yeah. We only have four people to call in. Four? That's it? Four? We had like nine last week. Yeah, but two of them were us. Okay, so seven. All right, we'll see if there's any more. I'm just wondering if anybody would bother, would want to watch or go to YouTube to hear, like, the great debate or... You never know. Our, I mean, that, that's the whole the point emperors. of putting it up there. Is, you know, it's, it's open for everyone. It depends on what the, the tags are, too. What, I'm, I'm what you're using to, to try and get people that, you know, might type in something. I guess what I need is somebody who's, who's better at the whole YouTube thing. It's yeah, easy I, to I do. I probably could ask TB. I'm sure he could give me the, the ins and outs of it. It's really easy to do. It's not difficult at all. To well, I mean, we've that. got a YouTube channel. I've got one because my interviews for, for MTV.com are up there. Right. Uh, my award-winning uh, arena shoutcast that got me the monitor from Blizzard is up there. That kind right, of hold stuff. Hold on. Uh, you got right. that for free? Yeah, we'll, we'll pass on the shtick this time because oh. we're way behind. Okay. I'll give you the one who I got. Okay. So, again, if you want to call the show, get in touch with none left. Uh, he is in IRC right now. So, more great debate now. I know we still... Yeah. Now? Listen, there's two weeks in a row we were going to do it, but one or the other of my uh, co-hosts here could not make it. So, Life's a bitch. All you have to do is verify you your die. YouTube accounts. Yeah, mine's verified. It's up there. It's, it, we've got shit on it. I'm just thinking it, it's... I'm trying to think of new ways to expand the show to make it a little more entertaining for you, the listener. I mean, you can say Twitter and Facebook, and I, I post on those when I can. Me. You guys should be posting on the Twitter all the fucking time. It shouldn't just be me. You've got the passwords to it. I don't. Okay, I've forgotten. Give, okay, well, I'll give it to you guys. <laughs> nice. This is, thank you. I'll give them to you both before we leave. Yeah, I can I'll take a be guess, happy to but throw some again. stuff up there. Yeah. I was going to have Eve do more of the Facebook because that's something she does being you know, a girl. Uh, unfortunately, it you know, doesn't have the time for that. So we, we've got to find... There's got to be better ways to expand the franchise here. This is this is what I'm thinking. You're, for YouTube, you need some video too, not the voice only. Well, no, you no, can, that's you not can put up. No. Yeah, I mean, you can. Well, there's lots of stuff. There's just you the can video put stuff audio. up there. That's you know, I mean, you could add pictures to the audio. Just do it in Windows Movie Maker or whatever. Right, there is no limit for the verified account. No, there's no. Okay, limit, no. got it. All right, so we have uh, apparently we have more people signing up for the phone call. Okay, I just I the one thing I fear 
is that people don't want to be on the air. There's only going to be one or two phone calls. But apparently we have five or six now. So that's a little better. You know, I, I, as long as the content's good, I don't personally see why a number matters for the phone call. As long as it's not I want Little Rex calling to... in fucking taunting copy every week. I will say, like conspicuously, both of them are missing. No copy, no Little Rex this week. All right, if that's... Rena no, Sage no, is here. Yeah. yeah, no, look, the only way that guy's getting lucky is... Okay, <laughs> alcohol. Well, not. So. Surprise sex? <laughs> I don't even know if that. rape and alcohol will be enough to even get I'm him that far. I'm getting a kind of rapey vibe off that guy. I don't think if you walk up to a hooker with a $1,000 bill, she'd be like, you know what? <laughs> it's not worth it. I'm thinking I need to go back to college. <laughs> this hooker thing ain't working out. You know, at least you appreciate your loyal fans. There you go. At least there's that. Surprisingly, there's been like one guy on the video chat all night. <laughs> I don't think he's actually listening to the show. It's a side. Oh, God. No, it's her back. Whoa. The side profile is much better. <laughs> the 1970s called. They want their mustache back. Ugh. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's, yeah, no clue. I'm going to type something in. I'm not in the 70s. <laughs> Copies out for dinner with her parents. So that's what they're calling Wait. it these days? Yeah. I guess Little Rex is now That's what parents. the kids are calling it. Blasphemy and lies. <laughs> Put a disclaimer at the start st- stating that it's just audio. Well, my guess is if they look at it, it's a two-hour thing, they're going to realize it's not a video. I think you put a two-hour video on there, can you? Yeah, you can, yeah like I said, you okay, can so put whatever. Anything. I thought it was just audio. No, yeah. anything. Anything. Speaking of audio or of videos, that Coney 2012, yeah, that pendulum's swinging back the other way now. Oh, it, it has for quite a while. I've I've seen many people complaining that. Well, I guess Uganda. The, it's like the it's people like years involved. too late because right. people think he's dead. Actually, believe it or not. So. Yeah, I, I guess Uganda's yeah. really thrown those guys and out. Then, and then, uh, and then I guess that guy just got caught masturbating in public. So he's out right now. So we were talking about that on yeah, uh, Ventrola yeah. last night. Yeah, we were, it was funny. <laughs> just lends to credibility. <laughs> this guy's on the level. But yeah, it was dehydration and exhaustion that made that happen. Exactly. He was so thirsty, he pulled his dick out and started going to town <laughs> right in the middle. Because that's exactly what you do if you run around you know, masturbating on people's cars in downtown San Diego when you're suffering from malnutrition, exhaustion, and, and dehydration. Yes. Because you know, that wouldn't dehydrate. I would just think to myself, you know what? I was extremely dehydrated when I was in the hospital last week. I cannot believe I didn't start just you know, jizzing everywhere. Because that's apparently what you do. <laughs> According to the, this I didn't guy's know wife. either. I didn't know either. I like how M declares himself this elitist of everything PC, but he doesn't even know how to work YouTube or Twitter. Listen, you fat bitch, I do know how to use Twitter and YouTube. My question was, when it comes to audio, is there a limit as to how long something can be? Because the podcasts that I found on YouTube are only about an hour and a half long. So that means that their show is just for an hour and a half, or that's their hard limit. And no, I don't no, know. no. You okay. can put anything. It, it used to be 10 minutes, but they got rid of that a long time ago. And I didn't say elitist in everything PC. I said elitist in PC gaming. There is a difference. Yeah, so take that, you shaft-sucking cockweasel. <laughs> and we have another soundbite. <laughs> <sighs> Actually, Man. I do have a plan. I thought of this. I was telling uh, okay, uh, Highlanders, it's not a bad idea, Okay. of a way to blackmail <laughs> Eve to come back to the show. I know she's busy with life and she's got a family and all that, but bullshit, I say. The hell with it. Kids will raise themselves. <laughs> I say we take Kids some of those sound Someone bites. will take care of That's them. right. Just let them forage. <laughs> Nature will take its course. It takes I say we take some of their sound bites and turn them into um, ringtones. Oh, First off, awesome. I like anal every time I get a text. Oh, oh that would be awesome. Yeah, wouldn't oh, it? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck. 
every time somebody gives me a phone call, there's got to be a, a wealth of sound bites of hers that are on these shows that we can cut up for ringtones. And there are plenty of tech-savvy people listening to the sound of my voice right now who I'm sure would be more than happy to do that. And what I can do is I can then make them available to all of our listeners so they, too, can have... You First make, level, like anal ringtones. You just make phones. it an MP3, and yeah. then you just download mm-hmm. it onto your phone, That's which it. I've already done. Well so done. Eve, who I'm sure is listening this evening, I, you know you can avoid this. Come back and do the show, and people don't have to hear how you love anal on all their different phones in so many different places. Warner Amp, ask Total Biscuit for podcasting live on YouTube. He's just started this month using YouTube for podcasts with uh, Jesse Cox. Yeah, I was going to say, I could probably ask TB. If, you know, I'm sure he would give me the rundown. He's always been very uh, uh, upfront with YouTube info. Because I asked him how the sponsorship and all that goes for... Because he's got like 600,000 subscribers. He's right. done very well for himself. So, the guy in the video wall looks remarkably like this guy. I'm not going to look at that. No. M secretly loves the casuals and he's trying to cater to them. Okay. Okay. Yes, I... I We'll cater to anybody who likes the show. That's kind of the point. Okay, uh, more articles. We have, I pulled up all the ones that none left has sent us. We're, we're kind of doing these in, in little segments. I'm trying to be a little more organized the way the show goes. Uh, towards the end of the hour, we will take your emails. So emperor1g at cox.net. Get your emails in. Get them right over the air. But, yeah, do we do shout-outs? I do not do shout-outs. I know a lot of people think that we could be more interactive with people if we just took their bullshit comment for a shout-out. I don't do that. I know other shows do, and that's cool for them, but we are not them. Geek.com has this Google Plus replacing ability to dislike a YouTube video. Speaking of YouTube, like that segue? Go ahead, Advoyer. All right. Google's continued efforts to force Google Plus onto every service it has looks likely to impact YouTube next, and I don't mean for the better. Screenshots are appearing of a new version of the YouTube interface that includes a Google Plus button. The problem is, it replaces an option a lot of YouTube viewers enjoy having, the ability to dislike a video. If you load up YouTube at the moment, chances are you will see thumbs up and thumbs down buttons below the video. If this Google Plus button turns out to be real, and who really thinks YouTube isn't destined to get Google Plus, then both those options will disappear to be replaced with a plus one option. That means if you like a video, you can plus one it. But if the video is terrible, you can't give it the thumbs down. It looks as though it is becoming increasingly difficult to complain about bad content on the web with a button click. Facebook lets you like stuff. Google lets you like stuff. But no one wants you to dislike anything. I think there's room for a new service purely focused on showing everyone how much you do not like what is on any given web page. Ultimately, we're going to end up with a combination of comments and like votes to point out how terrible a video is. If you don't like what you are seeing, post a comment saying as much. Then anyone else who agrees with you simply has to like your comment to dislike the video. Wow, there's a lot of stuttering in that. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't understand why it is that as time goes on, we continue to try more and more to scrub the Internet clean of negative comments. If something sucks ass, I want the ability to say, I don't like this. Why is it that we can only tell somebody, oh, no, it's great. Oh, no, we like it. Why? I, I, I don't understand why the pendulum has gone so far the other way to we're trying to erase any kind of negativity. Look, I know there's a lot of trolls out there, people who will be negative for the sake of being negative. 
But you know what? I think it's a viable you know, option. It should be a viable option for people to express their opinion that's something they don't like for whatever reason, especially if it's a valid uh, criticism. It's not going to be too far from now until, and I do know that this gives you the, the option in YouTube, because I don't know anything about YouTube, of dismantling people's ability to leave comments on it. You can already do that. How long is it going to be until that's gone altogether? Because, oh, God forbid, we don't want anybody posting anything negative on it. I, I don't understand this. It's Somebody explain it to me. I'm increasingly living in a world I do not understand. What is wrong with not liking something? Oh, I, with I disagreeing with something? Completely agree with you. More and more, I think we live in a kindergarten country where doing, you know, you did your best, that's good enough. Here's your trophy no. for coming in last. Your video sucks. Your content sucks. Your web page sucks. Your thoughts suck. You are you wrong. Suck. What you're saying is, is inherently wrong. The facts you're presenting are wrong, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I mean, the downside of that is, of course, trolls. I mean, you're going to get that. that that's going to happen. But are you really going to take away If something is at least argument? decent, you're going to have a couple, couple trolls. You're not going to have an overwhelming amount of assholes who are, whose only purpose is to go on to your video and say, dislike. Not unless you really fuck up. True. <clears throat> there you go. Right. If you fuck up. Yeah. Then there you go. But they're not going to take a look at something like, uh, I'm just going to go around for every video I find and, and put dislike. Well, that's going to ruin everything. I, I'm never going to post on YouTube again. Some guy did not like my content. <gasps> Stop the internets. Somebody and, hated my work. And you know what? If a lot of people hate your work, maybe it's There's you. a reason, more than likely. Take a look at what you're doing. I'm looking at the update because there's an update on top there. It says, Google's communication manager, Matt McLemon, has been in touch to clarify what's happening with Google Plus on YouTube. He has confirmed that there is currently no plan to replace the thumbs up, thumbs down with plus one. But, quote, we're currently doing a very small experiment on different versions of the plus one button to see what works best for users. You know, we're trying uh, to have a controversy here. I know, I know. You no, ass. what happened is I'm sure the same thing <laughs> happened. People jumped on Google's dick and said, what the hell are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm sure that's what oh, yeah. That's the whole Stop point of having the article. Stop being a nanny then. state. Stop yeah. trying to take this away. It's like uh, online bullying. We, we've got to protect our kids. Bullying happens. Tell your kids to suck it up. Oh, uh, it sounds horrible, but sometimes there's a reason. You know what? Every aspect you go through in life, school, work, neighbors, you're eventually going to run to somebody who just doesn't like you, who's going to be a jerk for whatever reason. Not everybody is going to treat you like the special, unique snowflake that you are not. And that, I think, is increasingly what we're telling people to do, especially kids. You are eventually going to run into somebody who does not like you, who you cannot get along, who is not going to be your friend. And you need to learn how to deal with these people. Here's the other thing. A lot of people are mediocre, and that's all there is to it. And more, I, I, yeah, why everyone has to get a trophy, why everything is, you know, your best is good enough. Sometimes it's not. Suck it up. I mean, a lot of, a lot of my worst failures are the best life lessons I've had. You learn more from Most your failures yeah. than your successes. You know, and and yeah, I right. think trying to insulate people from that is a mistake. But I mean, obviously that's a bit far afield from a dislike button, but I, I do right, think, it's, right. I, I think it's emblematic, I guess, of, of an attitude. Um, I don't know, but that's just the way I kind of took it. Unreliable Blights is because YouTube wants you to have your podcast on it, but if Emperor's Court Podcast is a bunch of dislikes, someone like Eve wouldn't generate content, which means YouTube loses viewers and money. You know what, if the Emperor Court podcast has a bunch of dislikes and there's... What action, does it matter? Right. Fine. A, you can dislike it. It doesn't matter, but, but yeah. they went there and they, there, there's a 
Yeah, they watched. Impression or whatever you want to call YouTube right. to call and, that. And what if, click? What if with all those dislikes, we got a bunch of comments uh, saying, well, you know. Overall, this is the reason why it's Here's sucks. why. This and is why then, we. This is what we think you should change. Right, and I, then I, I know where you're going. A change is made. Or it gets not. better. People like it. Or you know what? Fuck it. Uh, I'll be honest. I enjoy doing this. I mean, I'm glad that people out there listen. But I have fun sitting here with you guys talking about games right. and shit. Right. 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 If I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't be here. I'm sure the content would have some people hitting dislike because of one thing or another. Because their panties are in a twist, or there's some fucking hipster. Oh God forbid! You can't say that stuff. You can't call people the N word. You can't yeah. call people Jews or I whatever it is can. we talk about. Eh, fine. Fine. You just like it. See you Absolutely. Later. Yeah. I'm not going to change the way we do my show. Now, if there's a technical thing that we improve the show, make the quality sound better, maybe there's a pacing issue that we could change, that's one thing. But, you know. I don't think YouTube is going to lose viewers. No, it's not. Because oh, we not. put up a podcast that people yeah, don't like. It's kind of stupid. There are plenty of videos up there that the vast, vast majority of people hate. See, and I disagree with this. Unreliable advice is because if you're giving constructive criticism, you can do it with a comment. You can't give actual criticism with just a dislike. No. The you first can give thing some I see, criticism. The first thing I see when I, when I look at a video is like and dislike. And if yes. the dislikes, the little red if, bar is for the dislikes. If it looks like a Sith lightsaber, right. then yes. It's then there's right. obviously something going on here. But I'm not going to filter through 3,000 comments on something trying to look for the negative ones for constructive feedback. I'm just not going to, and no one else is going to either. Right. And, and that's the exact point. And a lot of people who click the bars, who click like yes, or dislike, stuff. nobody they reads don't leave, the comments. Exactly, and they don't leave comments. Yeah, or, it, or if, if you do read the comments, it's just like the the most recent three or four. Right, right. and then the you got to filter through the poor spelling and the fact that they don't speak English as their primary language, and then you got some asshole who's just being an asshole. So you know, this is from EscapistMagazine dot com. Bethesda working on an Elder Scrolls MMO. Yeah, I've been hearing about this. Yeah, uh, segues. What do we think about this? Uh, I mean, just on the surface. Is oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. Okay. I, Skyrim was practically an MMO as it was. Right. Well, just, I just can't make it official. Other than, you know, the massive <laughs> multiplayer part of it. And it was not. Well, they, they, they did ways to try and make it seem like, you know, because like all the NPCs, they have their routines where they're always. Right. You know, they're here, then they're there. Now that kind of stuff. In a recent, if a re- recent report is to be believed, you may soon be exploring the worlds of Tamriel alongside like a billion other dudes. This news comes from Tom's Guide, a site that, uh, while quite respectable, isn't the sort of place you'd expect to break this kind of story. Still, they claim that anonymous industry sources have told them that Bethesda Softwares will officially announce Elder Scrolls Online in May of 2012. Not entirely unexpected, given the lucrative potential of the MMO genre and how well the Elder Scrolls setting would lend itself to a vast open-world online title, right? Even more damning, however, is the specific... specific uh, Specificity. Thank you. In this anonymous source's claim, Tom's Guide reports, and there's some quote that I don't give a shit about. Now, if this is all fabricated for some reason, I have to hand it to whoever dreamed this all up. It's very convincing and sounds exactly like the sort of thing Bethesda would do if it could create an MMO based on the Elder Scrolls universe. So now I guess we wait for official confirmation to find out how legit all of this is. In the meantime, how about you guys take a look at the comments and leave an opinion or three? Do you want an Elder Scrolls MMO? Was Skyrim a bit too lonely for you? Are you suddenly concerned about how bug-ridden this game might be? Double points to anyone who can craft a convincing argument for how this game might topple Blizzard's World of Warcraft empire. Better graphics. More updated storyline. More, yeah, more updated yeah. graphics. More updated engine. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Look, yeah. yeah. The World of Warcraft War- engine is 
Ancient? By, sure. Ancient. In computer ancient. terms? Yeah. World absolutely. of Warcraft will only be toppled by itself. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you could say, make the argument that they jumped the shark a couple of years ago, and they're just kind of coasting at this point. And I think there's a, a bit of validity to that argument. But nothing's going to topple 10 million subscribers right now. They're not going to leave en masse. No, other than no. the fact that the game has gotten extremely old. They've got another expansion coming up. It'll probably sell far fewer than the other ones. But it's not going to be dead. Time will kill World of Warcraft. And that's about it. It Hell, will die Ultimate of natural Online causes. is still being played. And that came out, what, 97? 97. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but not by many people, though. Well, so. No, but my point is it's still there. It's obviously turning a profit or they wouldn't play it. True, true. So... I, I would be in favor of an Elder Scrolls MMO. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Now, this was interesting because when Nunleft sent it to me, I got the impression that he was not all for the idea of, of a Elder Scrolls MMO. Uh, Nunleft, can you kind of give me an idea as to what it was you were thinking of as to why you wouldn't like it? So Edge says, so while we'll take an arrow to the knee? Uh, <laughs> uh. Manly stopped. Slikes aren't for the maker of the videos, but for the viewers. Well, yeah. If I go on eBay right now and I want to buy from somebody... And I looked to see what their, you know, percentage yeah, of positive yeah. to negative is. And they did away with, so, with the way you can give uh, negative feedbacks for some stuff, too. Like, if you're the seller, you cannot give a negative feedback to the buyer anymore. You can only give a positive or nothing. Hmm. That's it. I, I, not to go backwards on the show, but this is a comment I kind of disagree with. Uh, Unreal okay. Blight says, if I'm doing something wrong, I'd rather have a criticism that I disagree with than just a dislike that wasn't backed up by any purpose. The problem is... People that click dislike, it's not affecting whether they leave a comment or not. If you care enough to comment, you're going to. If you don't, you well, sure. won't. Yeah. It's just a general trend. It's just yeah, and it's it's just a general thing too with like and dislike. It's you know, it's not meant to be specific. It's just meant to give a general overall impression. Right. No, no left says the reason I dislike the idea was there are too many games going to MMO nowadays. You're so, have well, that. that isn't no, that doesn't mean anything. Right. You don't want a good game preventing itself from going into the market because it's saturated. Yeah. If it's a shitty MMO, no one's going to play it. Yeah. If 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 it's a good game, people will play it. Right. I mean, if it's if Skyrim goes MMO, if Elder Scrolls go MMO after. You know, the tremendous success and awesome feedback that Skyrim got, mm-hmm. then my guess is they're going to hit the ground running with a probably a decent product. Bethesda has a very good track record. So, I, I, Although I, I do agree with the premise that it would probably be buggy because the, the Elder Scrolls games are known for coming out. But you know what? Everything is buggy when it and, first comes out. That's just the nature of the beast. And that's the nature of that size game. I mean, it's so big. It is, yeah. They're so big. How I, Unless you're going to spend, like, four years on quality control and then release it way out of date, mm-hmm. how are you possibly going to catch every bug in those games? I mean, right. that's just being realistic. And, and I realize that, you know, not all gamers are going to agree with me on that one. And, you know, oh, it's buggy and that ruined my experience and I lost a save file once. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. Cost of doing business. Elder Scrolls, I feel, are focused on the single-player aspect, making you the hero, not one of a billion chosen ones collecting ten bear asses. Well, apart from uh, apart from being humorous, <laughs> right. I mean, really, all MMOs are kind of the same thing. Yeah. The same yeah. thing. I mean, even even with everyone being you know the chosen one, it, it's still to an extent like a single-player kind of thing. The problem is that you're kind of stuck in in that mode when it comes to MMO. There's only so many ways you can be innovative and different and strange. Yeah. When you want to sure. have somebody mail, uh, you know, level up or, or change their character, uh, it's just again, it's the nature of the beast. That's just the way things are. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you don't want to collect ten bear asses or walk over to this guy and hand him a book, then turn around and talk to the next guy. But again, there's only so many different ways you can be innovative. 
and still have that kind of gameplay where you can do a quest, getting a reward for it. Right, it's right. Just, no. Now, I did hear this. I, I heard about this, that, yeah. too. Uh, also not, from Escapist Magazine. I'm not broken up about it. I, I don't really care. Nope. Encyclopedia Britannica goes out of print. Well, with Wikipedia around, I mean... Right, and plus, you can st- it's not going away. It's just going digital. It's just going digital, right. which it already has been for many, many years. The oldest published encyclopedia series is being shut down after nearly two and a half centuries of publication. Remember in high school, I always had that one teacher who required your history paper references to be specifically from some dusty tome or worn-looking encyclopedia? Those days may be officially gone forever, as after 244 years, the Encyclopedia Britannica will cease printing physical copies of its iconic book series. Quote, it's a rite of passage in this new era, explained Jorge Cows, the president of Encyclopedia Britannica Incorporated, said in an interview with the New York Times. Quote, some people will feel sad about it and nostalgic about it, but we have a better tool now. Britannica's website is, con- is continuously updated, it's much more expansive, and it has multimedia. With fierce competition coming from websites like Wikipedia, it's not too much of a surprise that the Encyclopedia Britannica is switching to focus to more modern, digital methods of providing information on various topics. Only about 8,000 of Britannica's 2010 edition sets have been sold, wow. compared to 120,000 in 1990. That's not a sustainable business model. No, no. And while still popular with many schools and libraries, not everyone's interested in hauling around a 100-plus pound Pounds of knowledge when a smartphone can connect you to the same amount of info. Exactly. Very you true. know what? One hundred twenty thousand in nineteen ninety doesn't sound like a whole lot. I mean, even that's no. Even even. Small I mean, I, I still remember going on, like using like a CD-ROM, like yeah. in elementary school. Even. Yeah. I, I can recall going I on like the... going on the good computer. <laughs> you know, I mean, there was there yeah. was like twelve or thirteen like Apple two GSs, and then there was the good computer, which I think was like a. Mac Quadra or some bullshit. Thing I like believe that. I actually have an old 2002 encyclopedia that came with my computer when I first bought it. Yeah, I think one. I did. Yeah, the original a while problem. ago. Yeah, yeah. It's just a sign. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 easier to update, and I, I we shouldn't even have to talk about it. It's obvious. Yeah, I agree. It's just an institution that has been one way for how many hundreds of years? Well, it's you know, is now. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, telling people I'm going to start up a newspaper. Like, what are you fucking stupid? It's, yeah. <laughs> Online, you mean? Okay. Uh, might as well get the mailbag out of the way and get that square. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? You can always send your questions and comments of a non-funny nature to emperor1g at cox.net. I was actually hoping for some kind of smart-ass remark or comment from Eve about the whole ringtone thing, but I haven't heard back, so either she has stopped listening or she's just really pissed. All right, first up, hail Internet Triumvirate, writing in to inform you guys of something that you might not know about and would like to know your opinion on regardless. It's an old British game show based around Rome Total War before it was released. I do remember this. Uh, It was like Battles of BC or something. It used the old Rome engine. Sorry, I was eating cake. See, she didn't even hear. Fine. You know what? I'll do it anyways. (laughs) She'll find out one way or another. She'll, She'll find out. Oh, yeah. Uh, the premise was a team of random people were taken to uh, ta- tasked to lead a historic army in a classic important battle and would use the game to do so. Better get a piece of that cake, by the way. They didn't have direct access to the game. They could only give orders to the operators to better simulate a communication structure and weren't fighting the actual game AI but hidden human operators. Most teams failed big time, and I feel it would have been hilarious and would have been uh, had you been in one of the shows. What do you guys think of this concept? That sounds incredibly cool. I think it sounds awesome. They should have it on the History Channel right now. Here are some links if you're interested. Two victories and two defeats. 
Uh, the Teutoborg Forest, that was from the Vicars. As Vicars is the Romans. That's where the Romans got their ass kicked. Marathon, sailing club members as the Athenians. Trabia, actors as the Carthaginians. Uh, Hydaspes River, I'm not familiar with those. The Hydaspes? Yeah. That's uh, Alexander the Great's greatest triumph in India. Okay. RAF officers as the Macedonians and uh, a supporter in your bid for empire of manly stuff. That would be all you can. They should have I, that on the History yeah, Channel I, right now. Yeah, yes. that would be sweet. I would say, someone call them up. That'd I would say this, cool. that it may be a little more difficult because the people you're trying, uh, the people that are in charge of the army who are giving commands to their subordinates, they probably aren't trained in the military, so that's not going to come easy for them. Well, you, you, just get, you just get old army, or you get like a Roman historian, you know, reenactor people to simulate. I mean, there's, there's ways around that. You can make it work. So I, that's actually rather interesting. Um, I will keep these on here. We'll take a look at Yeah, in fact, could later. you forward that email to me? Yeah, I could. I would love to watch all those. A couple more yeah. clicks I'm willing to do. So, uh, well, no. fuck you then. <laughs> Emperor, I have a handful of subs and could get you some new fans if you decide to do it. This is from the Pork Swordsman about my YouTube, if I was to do that. Okay. Okay. So he's got five people subscribing to him. Cool. cool. Awesome. Also from the Pork Swordsman, thinking of buying Empire Total War. Can you tell me what it is, RTS or turn-based, and what it is like? Also, what would be a reasonable price for such a game? All right, so... Uh, I'm I've actually gonna... been playing Empire recently. Right. I'm just going to sit down and uh, let you talk for the half hour. That's good. Right. <laughs> let me tell you what this game is. Uh, real quick, I will wrap it up. Uh, it takes place during the American and French Revolution. Uh, it's a little different than the other Total War series in that it, it uses uh, mechanics for range because everybody has a musket and most of them have muskets or arrows and what have you. It's an RTS. It, it's a turn-based strategy when you're playing on the map. When you're playing in the combat, it's all, it's all real-time. There's no turn-based. Your guys take the field, their guys take the field, and you go at it. It's, it's a lot of miniatures. Uh, is it worth it? The problem with Empire was that it was very... Everybody's leaving to go get pop while I'm talking on the phone here. Are talking on the uh, uh, mic. The the thing with Empire is it had a lot of bugs. There was a, a, a great need to balance some of the things out. There was a great need to get rid of some of the bugs or a lot of the issues. And for whatever reason, Creative Assembly decided they didn't want to do that. So they decided to go ahead and make Napoleon, and they fixed a lot of the bugs in that uh, in the expansion. It's actually more of a standalone game, but not to interrupt and make this take longer. Right. Um, I, like I said, I'm playing Empire right now, and I used to play Empire a lot. We actually played back in the day. Right. Um, Mortars for the I, game. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I honestly have never, aside from once or twice in a couple of our multi-games, I really haven't run into the bugs that were apparently so prevalent and a lot of people have, had problems with. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm lucky or what. I don't know. I, I played I, Rome and Medieval, and I never really had any big problems. Well, those I were different. Did. Empire was riddled with problems from the get-go. That, that was a little different. Because like I said, I never in an Empire game have had problems. And I think it was the first one that was on Steam. And, and I don't know if yeah, that had anything to do was. with it, but uh, a lot of the multiplayer had it was very bug-riddled. Um, a lot of the single-player, and they did release one or two patches that cleaned up a lot of it, but still... And my father is a big proponent of the game, too. He was a strong believer that it was probably the best in the series. It had the most potential, had the most diversity, which I would disagree with. I think Rome had the most diversity between uh, factions. It's a great game if you can pick it up for, like, 20 25 bucks. Uh, Napoleon was a very good game if you want something that doesn't have as many bugs. Uh, it's a little smaller in its what scale. What did Napoleon add that wasn't an empire? What did it add? Yeah. Uh, 
really it was just more detailed armies, more okay. detailed uh, specific units. The range mechanics were better, uh, better worked out. There's no mortars. The artillery works far better. They tweaked uh, cavalry so it's not quite as ineffective, but it's not you know bone crushing like it was in Rome or medieval. It was a better overall game. It was just a lot smaller in scale because you're you're not dealing with the, with the New World in America anymore. You're not dealing with India, oh, okay. which Empire had both of. You're only dealing with the European continent, you know. So, hail glorious Emperor, the master of mankind, master of wordplay, Highlander, and drunken master of IR. Usually, I send in a number of articles, but honestly, the big topic over the last few weeks has been Bioware and Mass Effect Three. So there is literally nothing more interesting going on right now, both in terms of drama and what it might mean for the games going forward. Now, some of these we've actually already covered. This was sent from Xanath. Um, we will try and get to a couple of the other ones. Like I said, I'm trying to do the you articles. Yes, it raises two questions. You two important questions question. I want to run by you all, putting aside any accusations of the game being unfinished. Number one, if gamers do not like the way a game's story is written, do they have a right to demand a rewrite and change? Which we kind of got on that topic when we start at the beginning of the show, when the uh, stream kind of died, we kind of got derailed. The second one is, if a studio bows to this kind of pressure, can should this rele- be released on DLC for sale? Now, he brought up something I was going to, which was the death of Eris in Final Fantasy VII. Would you have bought a downloadable content that rewrote part of the game that included her in it without her being killed? No. No, because it didn't, it because didn't affect it was, me that much. I, you know, not like other people, but... And a lot of people were upset about it. I, I guess I was kind of pissed more of the fact that I spent all the time leveling her up only to lose her altogether. And if you're going to bitch about me about spoilers, this is a game from 1997. Get your head out of your ass. I think it's even earlier than that. Isn't it like 96? No, no drop to 97. 97? I okay. think so. I thought it was 96. But, but it was an integral part of the, of the game. Her death oh, absolutely, changed yeah. the, the storyline from that point forward, so sure. you kind of got to have it. But it, again, um, do but gamers if, have the right to demand think, a rewrite? I think of the story? they have a right to do whatever they want. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen. But right. if, if if you want to voice your complaint about you didn't like something, then completely, I don't agree. see a problem with that. You Just, have the right to say whatever the hell you want. You it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Right though. Yes, to force it to no to no. force it no, but to say something and ask, I don't have a problem with that. I, you know, I, I get why people don't like it. I, I I do. Like I said earlier, I you know I. There are things I liked about it, and there are a few things that kind of threw me, and I'm still kind of... But overall, I, I do approve of it. And the thing is, even if they could make an ending that I thought was better... <laughs> All right. Go ahead. I already, I, I, I already played it. I already played it. I right. already found the story. As far as... I, and maybe I'm weird. I don't know. Yes. But I played it. I got the story. It's canon in my mind. That's, that's just how it works. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, if you go back and change it, I'm going to be like, well, okay, whatever. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm weird like that, but you can go underneath to click here to. to yeah, I don't want to add. No, no, just skip it. Skip it. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Okay, so we do have the two questions that were sent in uh, to Eve's. We'll get. To wow, these that was a long time ago. Yeah, I know. We'll get to these in a minute. So thank you for those, Zenith. Continuing on. Hang on. Most of those do not buy dust for the PC. The game blows. The controls for everything sucks and will make you rage. I warn you, don't buy it. I don't think you've even heard of From Dust. I have not either. Nor do I. From Dust. But I will make sure I don't buy it now. That's right. How dare they? It's because you open two, yeah, e- two Gmails. Right, that's fine. That's you fine. open okay. two Gmails okay. at the same Just time. Make it they all right, uh, owning the data on the game disc, and this is a subject we have not gotten to. We might not get into it until next week, but it's, I think it's an important one that I brought up last week. 
Uh, last week you asked, to what extent the buyer of a game owns the debt on the DVD, or more specifically, what liberties are, or restrictions the buyer enjoys or endures? As a programmer, this is something about which I feel strongly. Starting with the obvious, the buyer doesn't own the data to the extent of being allowed to redistribute copies. The copyright in some data should function like a patent on a physical device. Also, if the developer wants to include a bunch of ready-made content that doesn't feature the initial release, then they may do so, and, even if it's a bad business model or bad for their own image, may sell a code or a minimal download to unlock it and may lie about when it was developed. However, I believe the buyer is allowed to do whatever they want with any data on the disc that they, that they bought, as long as they honor the copyright by not distributing all, the part, uh, all or part of the original work. For example... The buyer may develop a mod for the game and may distribute it as long as his distribution doesn't contain any data from the disc. If the mod makes available some unused content on the disc, for example, such as a Prothean character from Mass Effect 3, which the developer planned to later sell, then too bad they shouldn't have included it as part of the original sale. The buyer may reverse engineer it. Uh, the buyer may also write original software or a script that happened to uh, interact with the, with the product, etc., etc., in the past, copyright law was wrongfully cited with the game developer or on some of the above. The argument was that the developer was licensed the buyer to make one copy of the game, referring to the data that temporarily exists in their computer's memory when it runs, and modifying that as a copyright violation. This was the catch that let Blizzard sue the creators of the Glider bot for World of Warcraft. I find that completely ludicrous since the user owns their PC and is allowed to administer the memory within and the copy that exists in uh, and the copy that exists in memory is not being passed around to deny sales or being plagiarized, and particularly daft in the uh, case of a subscription game where there's no such thing as an illegitimate copy of the game client. If instead it was proven the collider was a result of reverse engineering and therefore a derivative of that work, I'd side with the copyright. Sorry for picking on Blizzard twice. The points are intended to be general. Just Blizzards are, in the whole of GLaDOS, very good at being an example. From TL TLH. I pretty much completely agree with that. The lead hacker has a very good point. However, I, I disagree. Well, uh, I kind of disagree, Tim. <clears throat> with what? No. See, well, he, he's kind of playing both sides, but I... Right. I, yeah, so I, it's tough to say I what I was, agree with. I thought he was explaining both sides. Look, I, I completely agree. If you once you buy the disc, you own the data. If they want to try, it's right. a shitty business model any other way. Right. If you want to try, once the data's on the disc, and I buy the disc, yes. it's mine. If you want yes. to try and release it later or unlock codes and stuff, you can try that. But if it's my disc and I take the time to break it, right. suck my balls. I if the it's disc. on there, then it's part of the property that I now own. Yeah. And as if you intend it to be yeah. released later, that's not my problem. You should not have put it on the disc. Exactly. Now, again, you... The game developer has the right to do it. And this is, again, back to Bioware without derailing again and going off on a huge tangent. The data's on there. They can sell it as DLC. They can do that. It's a shitty business decision, but it's not against the law. It's not unethical, <laughs> I don't think. It's just poor PR. Theranos, you'd be the first one to buy downloadable content to make units cup size double Ds. <laughs> Would you buy... Double content to make all of your women characters hot or have sex with your character. Oh, we're getting there. We're, that's, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm yep. surprised it hasn't already uh, popped up. Dear Emperor and other co-hosts, quick question here. Do you think that the claim that if and when an apocalypse appears at our doorstep, 
It will be caused not by nature or God smiting us to oblivion, but by the general vocal stupidity of the world. Is that a plausible claim? Well, yes, uh, since the yeah. invention of nuclear weapons, that was pretty much given. I think so, as every day I hear the voices of fellow students at my high school and the voices of the public around the world. I'm currently in two advanced placement classes. I did three of those, and they were a waste of my time. Yep. If you do not know what this means, I am basically in college-level classes at a high school, as a high school junior. Well, Lottie fucking die. Yeah, well, I did the same, and so does everybody else at this table. Mm-hmm. And the other students in my class are immature and honestly do not deserve to be in the other of those classes for the fact that they ask questions with obvious answers and have solutions to the world's problems. I thought just hearing that made me think, we are screwed. But then I listen to the news and hear the stupidity that happens in our country. Maybe Mother Nature will add her support in our demise, but I think our biggest doom is ourselves. Thank you if you answer this question and cannot wait to hear your responses. Mignor. We're going to disagree on this one. Okay. Well, go ahead, Hyler, since you're going to have the okay. dissenting opinion. I, well, I'm, I'm just guessing. Okay. But I mean, I could be wrong that you guys will agree with me. I don't think you will. I, I tend to think positively of people. I, I try to see the good in people. And I think people are generally good. I've, well, I think people are generally people. I don't think people are necessarily good or evil. It's a product of their environment and their experiences. But I would say that, in general, people tend to be more good than evil. Uh not the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Entire disagreement, but definitely disagree somewhat. People are fucking retarded. Yes. No, I don't believe that. Anymore. A no, person no, no, no. is exactly is smart, exactly. intelligent, no, mature. Yes, no, yes. I people can. I, I, I can quote Men in Black as well, but I, just because story, I no, I don't believe. It. Absolutely, it is. You're telling I me a mob agree. mentality is is. More I'm not mature, saying more, things can't happen. Okay. I'm I'm not saying that things like that can't happen. But we're talking. Are we talking about people or a person? A, an individual person, an I individual agree, person, for the most part, is a relatively intelligent, self-interested. I love about intelligent, but I would say I would say relatively. Re- I mean, I would say we are far more intelligent than we were in previous centuries or oh, no, millennia I, or anything. I, like relatively that. intelligent. I think our knowledge is more. I don't know about intelligence. I think intelligence wisdom is, is, wisdom is, is what you're looking for. Right, intelligence is, is something you're born with. That that's a raw. Uh, Part of your nature, part of your makeup. I and I think that's what you're most individuals are relatively intelligent and able to make self-interested choices that are positive. And I do think, honestly, most people are good overall. However, I do think when they get in groups and this herd mentality, you see it on the Internet all the time. You see it out in real life all the time. They turn retarded. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's. My opinion. I don't have anything more. Uh, we'll be taking your phone calls here uh, after we do the mailbag and the Forbidden Fruit, which only has a couple uh, emails. So get ready, folks, if you're going to be calling into the show, get an order. None left is already given me the names of about five or six of you, so just be ready. All right, uh, this is from Theranos, and this is what we said earlier. Don't have the link to make it uh, work. This is about the, the Warcraft, I'm sorry, the Mass Effect 3 uh, conclusion downloadable content that they said they were going to make to change around the story. So we already talked about that. Let's see. Uh, Molaraj sent this one. Invisible Children co-founder arrested by... Yeah, we already knew. We, we, yeah. Yeah. we already talked about that. Sad, but I found this amusing. We talked about that already. Let's see. This is from Mr. Uh, this is from JP. Hello there, Emperor. I thought it would be interesting to present a logical reasoning as to why the gamer's reaction to Bioware's behavior doesn't really make sense. I have no issue with, that, with day one downloadable content as it is a product that the company is making. Let me repeat that. It is something that a company made and wants to sell. How can anyone be upset by it? 
Is anyone upset at Ferrari for making an expensive car? If one has an issue with the price of the product, do not buy it. Secondly, I disagree that BioWare does not innovate. Unless we are willing to rewrite history and declare that the original Half-Life was not an innovative game, Mass Effect and uh, Star Wars The Old Republic are innovative. Half-Life's innovation was to show the gaming community that, yes, an FPS can have a decent story and character. Mass Effect is showing the same thing in the third-person shooter genre, and Star Wars The Old Republic is the MMO genre. I would disagree with both of those. Whether it fits your personal perception of what innovative is or isn't would be another issue. The fact is that from a game designer point of view, they are innovative, and I would disagree with that comment as well. Lastly, to anyone that has an issue with the Mass Effect 3 ending, why does James, your squad, say... Uh, am I giving out say, any uh, spoilers here? Uh, yeah, sort of. <clears throat> right, okay, we'll skip so all that. Love the show, and I am very glad on the court's triumphant return from JP. I would disagree with both of your assertions about the innovation. On the other hand, I agree with him, so... So that. do I. So, yeah. uh, Biowork and relationships and other stuff from Demetrius. Good God. Greetings to the now medically proven well-endowed emperor and the rest of the court. God, that was a strange thing to say, too. I still, <laughs> I still just kind of shake my head like, my wife's standing right there. Why the hell would you say that? First off, I was really sorry to hear you had such a bad experience last week, Emperor. I cannot begin to imagine what agony you must have been gone through, sitting there in the hospital with little else but your pain and discomfort to focus on. I do hope you get rid of it soon. Secondly, I am really glad you decided to come back on the air. You brought a smile to my face when I saw the download pop up again on iTunes. I also hope Fire did okay on his midterms. Regarding the whole gay Bioware issue, I have to confess that I am... Oh, by the way, he goes on right here to rip me about about my stance on Bioware and the gay issue. I didn't, I didn't hear what your comments were on that. <clears throat> you didn't like it. My question was, I don't care. I, I don't understand why Bioware has to, make, has to put an agenda in their game. I don't understand why they have to make this a social issue. But then again, I, I don't care as much. I, if you want to have it in your game, fine. If you want to explore that part of it, fine. And he says an addendum to his previous email when he actually listened to all of my comments. Just a quick follow-up mail to my previous one. Now keep in mind, his original email was four paragraphs of ripping me a new one. After listening to the whole show, I assumed the topic was done when I sent the, when I sent the other one. And this was a cardinal rule. Before you open up your mouth and shoot off whatever you have that you're thinking, make sure you listen to everything the person says. M sounds to be a lot more reasonable than the first segment, live and live and let live. If you don't like it, don't buy it. And our viewpoints are a lot closer than I thought. So if the first email sounds needlessly harsh, and it was, my apologies. I will stand by my right-wing victim complex comments, uh, though. Winky Basically face. that I... What's that? Winky face. Right. You forgot. But he was saying that that I'm my viewpoint about uh, uh, homosexual relationships <clears throat> in games was just because I have a, a right-wing victim complex. The world is, you know falling because you know, you know nobody cares about not personally i'd say for a right winger you have a pretty moderate on tone whatever do. you want to call it for homosexual yeah i i just don't care i i i i don't give a fuck it's one That's, of the few issues i'm in your team so from newsome pretty damn long time listener first time writer it turns out that the dlc was already on the disc piece of gamers yeah we, we what <laughs> sorry i just had to put that <laughs> down Piece of gamers can gain access to the content by simply changing a uh, .ini file. The shows that Bioware was lying when they said the DLC content was developed in its entirety after the game went into certification. So to sum it up, Highlander and Viar are wrong and or are asses. Go fuck yourself. P.S. Thanks for coming back. I was really worried I would lose one of my weekly fixes of fantastic radio. 
I do love the outpouring of love. I, I, I do think it's it's dumb to put it on the disc itself, regardless of and when they made it. And claim that you did. Well, you well know, no, I, I, I understand. They said right. you and knew it. Oh, no, I understand. I just think it's dumb considering that there's so many people that know how to, how hack, to, hack, how to hack everything. Yes. Like, yes. If, if you really want to keep it you know, separate and make sure that people don't steal it, it, it would seem like a much better model to not have it. On the disc would have it all secret, you know. And that's and that's exactly why when we were talking last week over the Skype, I, I switched. Uh, I, I still think they have the right to do what they did. Oh, they have the yeah, uh, but don't I just tell think people. It, now it's you've done it in such a fucking retarded way and lied right. about it. And then you came out and talked. And just like you guys just said, there's so many people who are going to look at that thing and examine the disc. Sure. And did you think no one would out. notice that? Yeah. Really? Eh. Yeah, I agree with you. M seems like a conservative who actually cares about political conservatism and not just someone who's interested in societal regression. Well, again, I'm not going to get into it now. No, we don't want because we want to keep your friends. The two things you don't talk about are politics and religion. Reinforce, except on a radio show. Reinforce Sage, Emperor is an insanely moderate conservative. It's why I listen to the show. Uh, you got to keep in mind, I'm conservative on everything, but I'm more hardcore or you know far more right wing on some things than others. Econo- economics and uh, Bottom the brown people. Thank you. Uh, my, I was going to say uh, <laughs> international policy. Poli- foreign policy <laughs> and, and economy. Yes, the socialism thing. I think is unfortunately it's just it's just something. It's a lost cause. You're not going to. Yeah, you, I don't think you so. can't win. So hold your own. Keep your own principles. Teach your own family what you believe mm-hmm. in, and hope to hell that you're actually allowed to do that because it's becoming increasingly more difficult these days. To have any kind of principle, any kind of moral, without being shouted down as a bigot or a racist or a homophobe or, or whatever, because you decide you don't necessarily agree with somebody's you know, way of doing life. That I agree with. All right, <clears throat> so now we're doing the forbidden, uh, forbidden fruit, since Eve is not here yes. uh, to do these. And these have been kind of sitting out there since before we went on hiatus. Uh, Highlander had the idea we were going to do them for her. Why not? This is from Durajas. I am a massive movie fan, able to enjoy any type of movie. And being underage, and I listen to an internet radio show about bad erotic fan fiction, racism, weird facts, crack.com articles, and many other things. That reminds me, yeah, that's something else we can put on the YouTube. I can put all those things up there. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Racism, bad erotic No, fan no. The, yes. I, I can it's bring crack. back the, com articles. I, I can bring oh, okay. back the bad erotic fan fiction. Yeah, okay. That, that too. The subscribers will come. Girl, I, 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 I didn't mean to derail. I just, it just <laughs> probably, <laughs> oh, that's right. I can put it on there. Girls don't necessarily come to me for my looks or anything fun, but more for help and homework. Ooh, what kind used. of movies would be good for a date? Wait a minute. Let's let's uh, let's go back. They're not wow. coming to you for a date, so why do you care about what kind of movies yeah. would be good for a date? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's do some algebra. Well, I was thinking we could watch this movie. <laughs> I mean, that's how are you going to make that segue happen? I'm I'm curious. I think first step is actually getting him a date. Yes. Now, which you're going to need do that is a first. lot of money. Or a lot of alcohol. If you're really fugly, why both. don't you? Uh, I highly do recommend some training off. Like if they're coming to you for homework, you'd be like, "Look, I'll, I'll help you with their homework, but uh, let me touch your boob." Yeah. Or <laughs> well, I wasn't going to go right to we second have a base. Great scale, hey. but I was. You want a C first base. You want a B second base. You want an A. You want an A on your knees. And do you like movies? <laughs> do you like? <laughs> and, and how do you feel about romantic wow. comedies? A Highlander and Faryar fanfic. I, no, uh, no, 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 no. Well, I'm sure I could find someone to write it. No, it wouldn't be me, but I can think of a couple of girls that would write it for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. <sighs> he needs no. more for a date rape. 
He's move for a date him. rape. That's the drop the roofie in the drink. Yeah, it's an or easy you just move. or you just walk in like, does this cloth smell like chloroform? <laughs> and just you know, like that. So, what kind of movies would be good they, for a date? More for help on homework. Well, seriously, if if they're going to come me for homework, then say, hey, you know, let's do a trade off. What kind of movies are good? Well, romantic comedies are always good for a date. Always. I guess that's I that, actually, that, that that's the safe choice. I've had. A, Okay, now this is a obviously that's a safe choice. This is a riskier choice, but if you know the girl well enough and can read it, horror movies. I was going to say, oh, absolutely, very, yeah, very. Well. I was going to go to that next. Yeah. I like the horror, or I, yeah. I like the cheesy horror too. Uh, cheesy horror is good if they're not act- if they'll actually. Uh, I, I watched Exorcism with a chick one time, and it worked mm-hmm. out really well. But that's yeah. not a movie that would work. With a lot of girls, you know, no. with well, the kind of not, girls I would have an interest yeah. in, it would be those kind of the cheesy horror, the kind of yeah. Now, like, are you talking just kind of scary or like gore? Like no, you know what? Like uh, not what you want? That's you not want what suspense. I thought. But I'm Piranhas, yes. Army of Darkness, oh, Army of Darkness, shit like that. That's not to scary, me, no. no, 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 no. Uh, but I, I know what you're saying, though. I know yeah. what you're saying. What we are saying is, for us, you're hopeless and you're doomed. It's best Sorry, to, now about that uh, the gay thing in Bioware. Maybe something to look into for you. Just saying, <clears throat> what this might be a viable option when you have Fantastic. no other thing to do with. Hello, Eve or Emperor Bioware and Hunter. <laughs> One of my best friends, roommate. Uh, this is from I think it's from Shriggs. Gay has been in a long distance <laughs> relationship for half a year now, and the girl he's been has uh, and the. Now, now Lord, like you're like Eve. Eve. Do you yeah. want me to read it for you? And the girl he's been with has moved to our town. So far, she's been controlling, mooching off of our food, and has an A cup. Oh, that's disgusting. Uh, she's attached herself to him like not a, a deal breaker. She better have a <laughs> like the best ass ever and a nice pair of legs if she's got an A cup. She's attached herself to him like a leech. I cannot get the guy away from her for literally two minutes. What things can I look for or ask to figure this out without completely intruding on their personal life since there may be not be anything sinister here? I just don't want some gold-digging possible transvestite. She looks like a skinny Justin Bieber, but more with a more of a boy than him. Ho, playing with my friend's emotions for cash. I, does your friend have cash? Uh, well, so so I, far she's been so far she's been controlling, yes. mooching off our food, yes. and then they throw an okay. N and A cup. I don't yes. know what that has to do with the list, <laughs> well, but okay. Well, obviously, <laughs> you need to have at least a C cup <laughs> if you're going to mooch food for mooching. I think we'd all agree that if you have a D cup, we're probably going to give you a lot more leeway than if you have an A cup and you're a bitch. Probably, although so really for me, if for me, there's, there, there's a point where they get too big. It's like that's. It's all well, I, I almost it's perspective. perspective. I, I almost feel bad. Like, you want to sit down? Your back's got to be killing you. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, if you got like an E or an F or something, right. like something five ridiculous. foot, nothing, then Jesus. yeah, but. Proportional. Uh, yeah. A, a, a nicely See, rotted Controlling, mooching off our food, attached to herself to him like a leech, can't get the guy away for two minutes. It sounds like a typical normal relationship, really. Especially if it's been a long distance relationship and now yeah. they're. It, it sounds like they're making up for lost time. Right. That's, yeah, I. I wouldn't be worried. This about typically that. happens for a few months before they finally find their their comfort zone. They start uh, sometimes, most of the time, they find their comfort zone, and then they aren't as attached to the hip all the time. Then sometimes you have the people that are so hopeless that for whatever reason they ignore everything else around them and they're focused on each other, and that is it. To, to the exclusion of everything around them, friends, family, uh, hobbies, everything. It's just them. I knew a buddy of mine in high school latched down with a girl. And they actually get a, ended up getting married, but it ruined a lot of his friendships with a lot of us because he wouldn't go out with us, wouldn't return calls, wouldn't hang out, 
wouldn't play baseball. He dropped off the baseball team. Wow. Shit like that. Because, <clears throat> oh, yeah, she demanded he'd be there 24-7. <clears throat> That's the power of the pussy. Yeah, it can yes, be. Yes, it is. I mean, yeah. So, I talked it to death. I don't even care. This ended up being a lot less funny than I was hoping it would be. I, I, we didn't... <sighs> We didn't really make fun of him too much. Well, it's Shriggs, and it's not necessarily his problem, allegedly. It's his roommate's problem, apparently, a friend. Yeah. Let's make up some questions. I don't know. Dear Emperor, every time I play a game, I always choose the gay character. Is there a problem with me? (laughs) This one is from Shriggs. I have herpes. How do I get rid of it? I was playing Dragon Age 2, and I decided to go the gay route. Is that a problem? (laughs) And now I have herpes. Oh, everything has to be gay and herpes, but it does. So there we go. Dear Ramp, I'm a guy, but I always play female characters. What's the deal with that? And they have herpes. <laughs> so, and then they go the lesbian route. Is really where we're going here. All right. Oh, uh, I was really kind of hoping for more sad Forever was, Alone yeah. emails. Yeah, I love Forever Alone. But I saw I nothing from Little Rex, yeah. so you kind of well, figured that was going to happen. Yeah, it's true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Dear Ramp, I let girls walk all over me, but then I never get a date. <laughs> Why does this keep happening? I'm I'm a really nice guy. Dear M, you remember that email from last week? It happened again. <laughs> I will Dear say Amp, this. I weigh 700 pounds, and I don't really get out as much as I used to. And I think... For some reason, girls won't talk to me. <laughs> uh, I think if our erstwhile fourth co-host was here, she would agree with me, that if you're a guy that gets stepped on a lot uh, by women... You will, one, never have the respect, and they will, two, never actually no. really like you. You don't have to act like a dick, Nut but just, you know, up. call her a Confidence bitch and, and humor. That's what you need. Confidence and humor is actually more important, I found, to girls than looking good. I mean, looking good obviously oh, yeah. will get you through the door, but confidence and humor, that, yes. that will supplement your, you know, less than Brad Pitt-like looks, put it that way. <laughs> you know, if you're not Brad Pitt, but you're confident and humor, you, you know, that'll help. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, it's time for phone calls. Um, I, I'm thinking since we're going to keep this segment, I'm going to make up a sounder for it. And I really will make it because it's kind of an important deal. Uh, so no left has been nice enough to go ahead and corral all the people that are going to call in. So I have a list of who's coming in first. So I am notifying those people now. I'm really looking forward to this. So we'll uh, see yes, how this goes. Too. Oh, my. Really looking forward to this. So people will call in over Skype. I will answer their phone calls and bring a little bit of light into their otherwise dark life. I'm just waiting for them to now call in. So. And this should be interesting. All right, our first caller this evening is Tech Priest calling all the way from Sweden. How are you, sir? Um, so to, well, I can't hear him. Yeah, to which you would probably want to talk into your microphone. I'm not hearing shit. Let's try that again. Oh, wait a minute. All right, Tech, I think you got it now. Go ahead, buddy. Yes, we can actually hear you, which is a, is a shame, but go ahead. <laughs> Suck it up. It's only like, I don't know, what time is it, 2 a.m.? It's early. Yeah, the sun doesn't set up there for like six months or something, doesn't it? 2.30 is when I start drinking, Tech. There you go. What's on your mind? Shouldn't piracy be piracy no matter what? Okay, well, don't leave us in suspense. I'll ask me, Hardys. 
Hang on, hang on, uh, hang on. Hang no on. one can hear him, apparently. Why is it that nobody can hear him? We should be able to hear him just fine. Uh, uh, check those little thingies. Hang on one second. I don't know what's so Hopefully it was worse. All right, Tech Priest, try it now. There you go. All right, so now we're talking. You're trying to tell us some shit about piracy and your stance is different between independent versus big publishers. Go ahead. A necessary evil? Jesus Christ. What? Hang on, Tech. We're having an issue on our end now. For some reason, they can't hear me. I have no idea why. Everything is set up exactly the way it was supposed to. I, mm, I tell you what. Uh, Tech, I'm going to call you back. We're, we're way over for a break. We're going to hit a break real quick. While we're doing that, I'm going to try and figure out what the hell is the problem. So we'll get right back to you. So stick around. Give me a minute. and We'll see if we can't uh, troubleshoot this bitch. All right, folks. We're going to take a break. We can come back. Uh, your phone calls, I hope. Morning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. This is McVegan, and you're listening to Emperor and Highlander in the Emperor's Court. Remember, it's better to be a smartass than a dumbass. All right, folks, we're back here on the Emperor's Court here on Versal War Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. And by Varyar. What's up? And Tech Priest joined us on the phone now. Tech, go ahead. Yeah, hello. There we go. So we've got him. Uh, I think we've got him. Should be able to hear him now. Anyways, Tech Priest was calling in. He was the first one of our callers this evening. Uh, his point was that he sees a difference between independent developers and major developers as far as piracy goes. Not really sure where you're going with this one, so go ahead, Tech. Uh, yeah, it's the stance they see on piracy themselves. As several indie developers have said that if you can't buy my game, you should pirate it as I want you to play it. Uh, and that's mainly because indie developers and uh, big publishers go into game making for different reasons, as the big guys want the money, and the indie thinks money is okay, I'm fan, fun, but... I don't they think that's make... necessarily true. I think everybody goes into it for the same reason, which is to make money. Now, they may decide the best way to make money for them would be fun, which is to make games. But I don't believe for a second that the independent developers are in it not for money. Because without it, then they don't go nowhere. Their business fails. I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, it, it, it goes back to what we were talking about before, that not everybody does everything for money. There, there you are still some... would have to make enough money in order to fund yourself. Otherwise, right. you're not making anything. What's the point? Right. But I, I think an, an independent, like, like we were talking about with uh, Flower and, and, and Journey. Okay. Those guys, at, at least to me, don't seem like... They give it away for free. ...the kind of people. Well, that, that's kind of what Tech Priest, I think, is saying, is that if, if, you're, if you're not going to buy it for whatever reason, then, you know, then go ahead and play it just because they want the exposure out there. Skip to the of, chase. Of their game. Just give it, get away for free, then. If that's ultimately what you're saying is, well, if you can't buy it, then just play it for free. Give it away for free if you're in it for the game. If you're just trying to get people to play it for the fun of it, if you're in it just for the art, give it away for free. I know some but, people that do that. 
um, a point with Highland is the game company that made Flower and Journey, it's they, those games are published by Sony. They are not indie. Well, they they might have a, a distribution deal through Sony, but they're they're made by that game company. They're not yes. made by Sony. Yes, uh, they're made by that game company, but they are still not indie. They are published. The games are paid paid for their development by Sony. But that was only a three-game deal, so now they are really in there again. Okay. Well, I wasn't aware of that then, so... So you're basically saying that it's okay to go ahead and pirate a game if it's independent, but not if it's from a major publisher? No, I'm saying that you should always try to buy the game. But some indie developer says that if you can't buy it, you should pirate it first, because I want you to play it. Well, Who? Give I... me the name of the developer that says that. Uh, Mojang. Who? Mojang, the maker of Minecraft. Team Meat... Never heard of Minecraft. And, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Team Meat has also said that. You're going to say something, Bayer? You started to. Uh, I was just going to say, as I find happening often, I'm between the two of you in my opinion. Um, I agree that Oops. in the end, for pretty much everyone, it, it may be art, but they still have to eat. They're probably going to want paid, but I think I see Highlander's point being that Okay, you're an indie developer. You don't have a marketing budget. You can't get the word out about your game. Yes, you would prefer for it to be paid for. However, at least if they're pirating it, they're talking about it. Yeah, they're, they're playing it and, and the word's getting around. Right. Now, the, down, the, the part where I disagree with you is I, I don't think they're, oh, well, at least someone's playing it and appreciating our art. I, I think, I mean, a word of mouth campaign can be the most effective advertising. You get, even if, you know, you get 1,000 people to pay, but 50,000 people pirate, well, those 50,000 people, if they enjoyed it, are talking about your game, and now all of a sudden you can point and say, hey, look, you know, our game actually had an impact. And as you move on, hopefully your future games will be able to make more money because more people will know about them. I, I don't so know. So do, do you get to a point as a developer where you say, okay, now that we're popular enough, don't pirate our games anymore, pay us. Well, I think that's hypocritical, <clears> but I mean... Then I, you're not indie anymore, often. When yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Then, then, then they're not happen? independent, then you're part of the system or whatever. Then, then you're Activision or you're, you know, I electronic arts. I think you guys just like the idea of being, you know, out on the fringe, not part of the man. I suppose <laughs> so. I think it was but I mean, if, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. I, I, I don't think any developer is saying that they don't want any money at all, just for the simple reason that it costs money to make a game, regardless right. if you're electronic arts or if you're, you know, an independent company. I think I think just the the point is that they're they're willing to accept some the independents are willing to accept some piracy for the for the word of mouth advertising that it, it could help generate for the company. Well, Tech Priest, we got to move on here, but I want to thank you, uh, my friend, for playing with us on Friday night, staying up to the yep, godly hour of like six a.m. Tell us to do it again. Hell yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll shoot for uh, not this week, but maybe the next. So we got some uh, I'll see if I home down. I may be going to Caribbean's island that week so yeah Let's rub see. it in yeah i mean well, fuck me right anyways buddy uh nice talking to you catch you later yeah nice catch you later all right so tech priest our first one in this evening who's up next who is on our list let me uh, see I, I think duras is next up of course that's only if he's actually here I told him to call in when I hung up with tech, which I've done, but he is no longer there. Uh-oh. All right, well, we just move on then, I guess. Bumped. I'll ask one more time. You there? If he's not, we go on. Let's see. Master Queef would be the next up, up on our list. Let's see if Master Queef is still on. He is. 
Right, screw it, we'll take his call then. Ooh, let's call his home phone number. Oh, that'd be fun. Does he have one on there? It, it, it gave you the option. Oh, did it? Hello. Nash Queef joins us on the air. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, don't do that. We'll hang up. So what's up? <laughs> what's on your mind? Uh, I just want to talk about real quick uh, about the, the so-called Skyrim MMO that uh, just was uh, leaked recently. The Elder uh, Scrolls MMO, right. Yeah. I, gosh. This would be an MMO completely released with bugs, half done, and then they would rely on the modding community to fix it. I mean, that's pretty much the case with every Bethesda game, so... Well, that wouldn't really work with the business model of paying a subscription fee every single you know, month for that. You wouldn't wait on the, the mod community to fix your MMO online because right, you're paying right. for that but service. Just, I don't think that would work. That, I, that doesn't even make any sense. Well, I, I, maybe. I don't know. But just Bethesda has the, uh, the reputation of putting out a game that's half done and going, oh, we'll fix it later. Okay, just I like, don't, okay go ahead. I think I, we're going to say the same thing. Probably. Uh, apparently, there's not enough making fun of people on the phone calls, so I'll just tell you, you you're wrong. Are you're gay. fucking wrong. You're really <laughs> fucking wrong. Um, I mean, it's the reason, and we were talking about it earlier. The the problem is Bethesda's games are so big, complicated, with so many possibilities, right? So open world where you can literally do anything and go anywhere within the limit of the game engine itself. Uh, that you're not gonna find every bug. That was the problem with Fallout. Uh, that's the, nature that was the, the That's the problem with Skyrim. That's the problem with every Elder Scroll games. It, all you hear about is bitch, bitch, bitch about the bugs. But you know what? They're making bigger games than anyone else. And when you're dealing with a budget and you're dealing with a certain amount of time, they can't build it till it's perfect. They have to release it. As we've said multiple times, they're there to make money. I mean, I, now maybe you disagree with me. That's, that's my take on it. Right. Um, well, well in, yeah, you know... Now that you have said that, you are correct, sir. So I will I will retract my statement about the <laughs> the, the bitching about the bugs thing. But you know, me me personally, I didn't really enjoy Skyrim. I, I thought it was kind of maybe a little too overhyped. But you know, nevertheless, what? you ooh, son of a bitch. I know, I know. It's so hard for you guys to take criticism on a game that you just over No, no, fail. you're done. You're done. Fail. No, no, you don't get to criticize Skyrim and say, "Oh, I think it was a bit overhyped." Well, I want to. That's like Mesh saying, oh, "Pac-Man was okay in its day." So I want to thank uh, Mesh Creek for uh, calling him. He's been hung up on now. Fail. Our that's first right. one of the evening. <laughs> no, 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 no. Check them out on no, coboxmedia.com on Saturday night. That's like saying, eh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It sold a couple copies, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Daraz, you're up next, buddy. Do not flame out like uh, our friend Mash Queef just did. So let's see what uh, how this goes. There's got to be a better way of we'll get to streamline this thing. It, it's, a, it's a work in progress, I think. I think as we, as we continue to do it, you know, there will be obvious... I mean, to his right, to, the to Master Quick's point, that Bethesda does have a reputation of having buggy games, probably more so than the average. It does, but, but I'll, 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 I'll tell you what: you're going to rely on the mod community to fix your MMO doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. The the positives so outweigh the negatives. Obviously. Absolutely, I completely agree. Yeah. And you're obviously you're probably not going to take the attitude that eh, we'll let the mod community do it. We'll let the bugs stay as is, with uh, with something that could you know possibly generate up to a billion dollars of revenue like Blizzard's World of Warcraft has sure, done. Sure. You're not going to sit lying around waiting for that to happen. Daras joins us on the air. Daras, what's going on? Not much. I'm listening to the show. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're listening to the show. What's on your mind? Well, a while back I came across this game that I thought would be just absolutely perfect for you. Okay. Because you're an angry man. 
Well, thanks. That You're a true. dick. But what's on your? Okay, so what? What would he have for me? The game is called Nilly. The way you play it is you yell. He's good at that. You say Nilly, like N-I-L-L-Y, like G-N-I-L-L-E-Y. Oh, okay. You, okay. You, I just wanted to share this with you. You yell into your microphone at okay. the top of your lungs, and you kill things. So it's like Dune. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Dune with the Freeman. You just don't say Maudib or people die. Maudib! Yeah. So that, the sleeper has awakened. That's, that, that's, that's what really you're calling it. to tell me is there's a game that I could play where I yell into a microphone and people die. Yes. So how loud do I have to yell into my mic for you to die? Exactly. <laughs> Top of your lungs. Like that? All right. Okay, you're gone. All right, so thank uh, you, Garaz, for... Okay. Utter fail. A yeah. call with no point about a game yeah. with no point. Well, we're not doing too well. We're one for three tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> Okay. Uh, I forgot to say a thing. Sean Caster from the Minecraft server complained that you don't have a castle anymore. What? What the hell happened? Is Pepsi Can Mountain still around, or is that gone too? I like that castle. I had a throne room with lava and everything. <laughs> They're supposed to be working on Mystic Mims Castle. Ooh. I'm kind of pissed now. Uh, that's kind of disappointing, actually. <laughs> you can't tell everyone so, you have a castle anymore. No, I, I guess I can't. I, I, well, it sucks. All right, so who's up next? Uh, Wayne, Earl, or Wayne Earl is up, Warner I Earl. believe. And let's... Is he even on? I don't know. Yeah, he's on. So, all right. All right, it's giving him this heads up. Who's sitting on my court? Not me. I felt like somebody was. The server's gone. The server moved. Oh, no. All right, Ouch. so Warner joins us on the line. What's up, my man? Hey, what's go- how's it going? Yeah, please don't suck. What's on your mind? Uh, my topic is how the Wii U controllers uh, allow the RTS MMOs to be on consoles to succeed. Before okay. they came... Ugh, what well, the controller does, it allows the Wii U controller, you know, and the Wii U or the Wii or Wii U motion controller to sync up, and those can act like a keyboard and mouse. Now, I will say that they are not perfect. The you know the Wii U control, the Wii U motion controller uh, doesn't act as much as a mouse, but acts enough, like a basic rollerball mouse or you know. So you're basic. basically using the touchscreen in order to maneuver whatever's going on on the screen. Well, actually, it, the touchscreen, the Wii U controller, I'm, this, it gets a little confusing, but the Wii U controller, it acts like the keyboard, while the Wii motion controller acts like the mouse. I see. And so you type it on the, the touchpad while you move the controller to move the camera. Okay, I got it. Yes. and um, That could seem to get a, a little, I'm not sure how that's going to work, as you're trying to hold your, mouse, hold your controller long enough while you're trying to type, yeah. while you're trying to move so your character Well, no, no. It seems I, overly involved. Yes, right, no, it, I, I think he's talking about two controllers, right? You're talking about the, 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 the Wii U screen for the keyboard, and then... It's all one and, controller, though. And then the... Have you seen it? And then, like, like, a Wii remote for the mouse? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, you can sync up both of them. Okay, so there's two of them. Okay, so use the Wii remote as the mouse. Use the Wii U screen as the keyboard. But don't breathe into your mic so far. Uh, you can move the microphone a little away from your mouth. You're fine. Just don't breathe into it. Just like... <sighs> Sorry about that. So they I know it's do exciting that. to talk to me, but calm down. The only problem is it's, it's the Wii U, and the Wii U seems to be the most underpowered of all consoles right now. Actually, so it has a Radeon 7970 equivalent or higher. 
Okay, but everybody is saying that it's going to be severely underpowered versus the next Xbox, the next right. Sony. When your well, big selling point is, we're finally HD, I don't know that it's necessarily something that's going to endear you to the very consumers you really want no, to get at. Considering well, you're solely those, to the party. Well, those people who've been saying that, they haven't looked at what AMD has said. They said that they're going to put the latest technology into the Wii U. They, okay. That's not something from like the Radeon 4070 or really far back. And a lot of those, like, um, what's it called? Uh, Capcom's been saying like the 2X power they're getting for their games. Well, their software is just simply being ported to the console. It's not really getting that. It's not optimized, so it's not actually or even been designed for that console. It's just getting a performance boost, so it's not extreme, though. So I'm guessing so not- you're, a, an, you're a Nintendo fanboy. You're taking up for the system, correct? Oh, no, no, no. Um, I'm just... If it was with the Xbox, like whatever, or PS, whatever, I would have gone on to hear about it. But um, just Nintendo just... Real quick, just, just uh, the, the, the last time you played your Wii. Real quick. Uh, mine got Double stolen. You got, got stolen? stolen? How the hell Who did that the happen? fuck steals a Wii? Uh, what, what happened was that when uh, my grandma died, and uh, I don't want to get into She that, took it with the grave to her? It's kind no, of... No, no. What happened was that I was depressed. I was living with her at the time. Okay. And I think I left the door unlocked one day, and then somebody came in, stole my console, or it got lost somewhere. I don't know what happened to it. Did they steal anything, anything else? else? Right. No, they didn't steal the games for some reason. So they st- wait, hey, 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 hey. The we Hang on. Hang on, back up. They took the console, but they forgot. They We're missing something else here. So they 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 walk into your your grandmother's house. They steal your console and the controllers. They don't take the games. They don't hit the TV. They don't take any money, any silverware, any clothes, any jewelry, anything. Just the Wii. Yeah. I've long awaited the time where the Cold War between the Xbox, the PS3, and the Wii would go hot. It apparently has. It was back in 2008, though. So it's a little bit. Is it possible you may have just pawned it or, or perhaps misplaced it somewhere? It just well, Do you do heavy amounts of psychedelics? Just answer me that question. No, I don't do drugs. It just seems very strange that somebody walk in and steal only the steal console. Steal the Wii. But I not know. anything else of value. Like, mm, like something of actual value. Value, right. Yeah, but That anyway, sucks. Yeah, it does suck. But there's one advantage that does that it solves when coming to the console, at least to the touchscreen. Because before on control on your keyboard, right? You only, for fire fireball, you press one, and there's a little disconnect because one does not equal fireball. Because in your at least in terms of picture, but on a touch screen, you look on your screen TV screen, you look on the controller, you look you for the picture the and you tap. It. You press it. So you're basically so saying it, that the controller looks like a, a McDonald's menu. Here, here's here's the, the problem who's... with your whole point. I a the no, Sorry. you're wrong. And I'm <laughs> going to tell you why. Well, I don't know this necessarily wrong. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, he's just, okay, he's just saying it's, it's look, possible to do. That's it, you're right. wrong in my opinion. Your opinion is, I'm going to be nice, your opinion is valid. But in my opinion, you're wrong, and here's why. Um, a, <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> my opinion's better than yours, blah. So, uh, the problem is, A, I hate the Wii controller. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, it seems to be a common complaint amongst people who play a lot of the more hardcore games. I don't like the Wii controller, and I'd really not rather not mate my iPhone screen with the Wii controller to c- create some bastardized hybrid where I have to look down. For me and for a lot of people, typing and using a keyboard is a very tactile experience. I don't look down. I don't look at the one. I just know if I move my finger this way, this happens. Um, so I-, I disagree with the characterization that having a picture of a fireball on the place where I have to poke to make it happen is, is really going to get me more involved in the game. 
Well, um, it helps you train better for people who are new, not for people who've already memorized the keyboard and stuff. So it's just for like new people or people who have been gone for so long that they forgot about the how to brace it. Like, there's like t- like ten or twenty or plus keys yet to remember. Yeah, uh, again, up. it's not muscle memory doesn't take that long. And again, it, it's. Using a keyboard to control things. Look, the problem with your motion controller slash iPad slash fucking dongle dick skin or whatever the hell bastard controller is it's always moving. You know what's great about my keyboard? I don't have to look. It's always there. I know where every button is. It's the same keys every single time. And you can route them in most games, whatever keys you want to use. And most games have a relatively standardized control system. When was the last time you saw a fucking first person shooter on the. uh, PC that didn't use WASD as its movement control. I in use fact, EDWR. Okay, that's well, original. Go ahead. But, but that it's is the same your thing. personal. Right, it's still the compass of right. four corner. Po- right. But WASD is, tends to be the default. Right. And in fact, oh. a lot of RTS right. games even use those keys to move the camera. It's become a standard. It's something everyone's familiar with. I, I like I said, I, my personal opinion. I, I just disagree with the utility. Why are we thinking for the for the phone call, buddy? We got to get moving. We have a couple more to okay. get to. And we're running out of time, I so thank you, sir. We'll put some more information on the IRC. Cool. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. So we did not bust me. Actually, hit, I, I understand where he's coming from. I understand. I can understand. But I, I guess I, mean, I, just I guess it could be possible, but, but I, I don't just don't it, see it happening. I don't. I don't see it being better than your normal controllers you have now, or a mouse and keyboard. Exactly. I, I just don't. Yeah. I, you know, that's my that's my big objection. I, I, if you're going to make it that much, and it sounds more complicated, there's got to be a big payoff, and I just don't see the payoff. Do we have one more caller this evening before we get to the quickening and end this? Uh, I think we're waiting on the final person to actually go ahead and call in. The problem is a lot of these guys don't put their actual uh, IRC number, names on their Skype, so I can't call them at a time. I'll give him another minute. Uh, he's an IRC. Zero's actually supposed to be calling in. He's an IRC, but uh, he's not calling at the moment. So, Trick says Eve should come back with a Wii to change Bayard's mind and on and about the controller. I don't see how that would happen. But Zarek, by the way, told me that he will begin reconstructing the castle right away. So that's good to hear. Right, so Zero calling in now. <clears throat> ah. Zero, what's going on? Video chat, pedo stash. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, I get that one a lot. Maybe you should shave it. <laughs> there might be a reason for that. I'm just putting that out there. Maybe. What's on your mind? Uh, question about the earlier comments to how a you lot of games are gay. The MMO style. Okay. Mainly the newest Mech Warrior. Since huge Which fan I've of heard that. about. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Mech games since the early days. Mm-hmm. But a big question out there. Is it a good idea to strictly go for the big, massive battles where most people are just probably going to grab the biggest damn gun they can and small, quick guy's going to kick their ass? Or should they have stuck with the older styles where you can pick a group of friends and just smack each other upside the head? Why I, not have both? Right. I mean, I think most games cater to giving you both. World of Warcraft, Ultimate Line, uh, 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 Warhammer... All of them give you the option of getting into a small five-on-five duel versus a 40-on-40 raid when you're trying to take somebody's castle. Why not do both? Now, I have not played the MechWare MMO, so I'm not entirely familiar with it. I will tell you that most of the time, huge battles involving large numbers of people usually get most of the press and most you know, people talk about it because it's, it has an epic feel to it. But I don't understand why they wouldn't just do both. 
Yeah, from what I've been reading on it, since it's not out till late summer, I believe, is when they're hoping for. Okay. But as it's been told, it's 10, usually 10 people and up, but I was... Well, I mean, a 10 on 10 isn't that big a deal. I mean, that's not a, a huge amount of players. No, not too. I mean, most right. of your uh, your first-person shooters going up you know, over the years were usually 8 on 8 was your biggest one. Nowadays, yeah. it's obviously much I bigger. Think, but... I think it's just the fact that MMO is pretty much it's the flavor of the month, really. I mean, especially when, when World of Warcraft hit and millions and millions and millions of people started piling up. I think every other video company saw every game company saw that and figured, well, we want to try and cash in on that cash cow and try and you know get a piece of the action. By flavor of the month, I'm sure you mean flavor of the decade. Oh, absolutely, why yeah. You go, and you know why wouldn't you go MMO if you have that ability? If you have a universe so big that you can go MMO, why the hell wouldn't you? Especially when you're raking in money every single month. Now, a lot of them people, oh, that's free to play uh, these days. Well, you're still making a microtransaction. You're still making money off What's of it. What's that stupid Correct. freemiums question we got wrong? Exactly, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the thing where you can play up to level. I mean, even World of Warcraft is up free up to like level now. 20. Right, and then you actually got to buy the game. Right. But, you know, look at Diablo 3. When that hits, it, most of the money they're going to make off of that isn't going to be through the purchase of the game. It's going to be through their auction house, the microtransactions, when you buy whatever bullshit they've got up right. there. Yeah, so I just think that any game that doesn't want to go an MMO way. I mean, if if obviously some games you can't really do it with because it's just not made that way. I will say, but this, if it has the ability to, I think any game company would be stupid I'll to be, not try and look that way. I'm sorry, go ahead. I will say this, Zero, that I I, I would imagine most of the time you're going to find smaller type battles only because of what people's machines are able to actually handle. You know, one of the biggest problems back when we played Ultima Online is if you get 30 or more people in a city, it crashes because the server can't handle it or the people's PCs can't handle that much action going on. In MechWarrior, my guess is it's probably going to be very graphically intense, lots of lasers, lots of missiles. If you have a lot of people you know, on screen, you better have a machine that can run it. So if anything, that's, that may be a nod to having smaller type battles so the machine doesn't crash itself. Yeah, my main concern to it, though, was you lose some of your strategic capability, though, instead of just throwing the hammer at a wall and watch it fall down. It's that actually having to pick and choose what you bring to either screw you or win. I didn't get the message. Well, I think any battle requires you to consider what you're taking into fight the fight with you. Maybe the biggest gun isn't necessarily the smartest move. Maybe sometimes you need a smart one. Maybe you want maneuverability. You know, no combat begins without maneuverability. That first and foremost. And I, my main concern with that is, you start getting the thirty, forty people battles. It's right huge battle. Not always going to be people you know or friends you play with. It's random moron who walks in and ruins it for you. Name you know, n- name any game like that that it, isn't like exactly. right. Everything's You're like always going to have that. But you know what? And we were talking Empire back when you and I used to yeah. play. Back when it was the same thing. You meet up with random people, but you know what? I knew Emp back then, and we would play on a team. And guess what? He would be artillery guy and just pound the shit out of him. And because I knew him and we had played together. I would play that defensive role to cover him while he did that. Now, look, you're going to, every game, it, it, just like what you guys just said, every game has that risk. you got to find people you play with and play well with. Unfortunately, that's just, again, and I, I hate to keep, it's kind of like the theme of the show today, it's the nature of the beast. It's an MMO. I mean, you're going to be thrown with people you don't know. That's just how, you, how it's like that. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times of, of Quake or Unreal Tournament I jumped into where you had one guy or two guys who didn't know what the hell they were doing and brought the rest of the team down. 
to Varyar's point, we'd play four on fours with two other people on our team who we didn't know. More often than not, they got themselves chewed to pieces, and the two of us would clean up the other four. And it, it was not unusual for us to be twice our number because our allies yeah. were fucking idiots. So I, I understand your point, and, and uh, thank you for the call. We're kind of running out of time. I understand your point where it's you start to lose a, a bit of strategic ability because you don't know the people we were working with. You don't know the capabilities. Maybe they didn't bring the right loadout to that particular battle. But unfortunately, that's something you kind of got to have to roll with. That's just the way it is. I agree. Okay. How, what's that old maxim? No plan survives contact with the enemy? There you go. All right. So time for the quickening, and then we can wrap this thing up. You ready? Nope. <laughs> Sorry, Zero, we got to go right Greetings, Highlander. You call? Have the manners of a goat. True story. <laughs> that was funny. Go ahead. Oh, I think you accidentally hung up on me. <laughs> All right. If you, <laughs> if you have a question that you'd like me to answer on the quickening, you can always email me at highlander1g at gmail.com. Here we go. Question. According to Mr. Welch's list of things he can no longer do during RPG, number 325, even if he was a paragon of humanity in his alternate dimension, good Hitler is not an appropriate superhero concept. So my question is, what superpowers would good Hitler have? <laughs> what? <laughs> God. Quick aside before I answer, this question is taken from a very long list. I've personally seen it up to 2,000 items called essentially things Mr. Welch can no longer do during an RPG. Who the hell is Mr. Welch? Mr. Welch is just a placeholder name for the player. Okay. My personal favorites from that list are no longer allowed to set Nazi propaganda music to a snappy disco beat, not allowed to blow up the Death Star before that snotty farm kid gets his shot, the King's Guard's official name are not the Royal Order of the Red Shirt. There is no such ability actually called Death Blossom. Bullshit. <laughs> See who gets that one. When undercover cannot hand toilet paper to Nazis when they ask for papers. No, you cannot have a wizard named Gargamel. What? And the lone female player's name is not Sugar Tits. Blasphemy and lies. But back to question that was directed at number 325, what superpowers would good Hitler have? I suppose he would have vegan powers like Todd Ingram did in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but I'm going to swerve and direct you to something I guarantee you have never heard of, an Adolf Hitler sitcom. I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote directly from Wikipedia on this one, and you're not going to this is honest to God true. Heil, honey, I'm home is a controversial British television sitcom produced in 1990, which was canceled after one episode aired. Oh, that's a shame. The show centered on fictionalized versions of Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun, who lived next door to a Jewish couple, Amy and Rosa Goldenstein. <laughs> the show's plot is centered on Hitler's inability to get along with his neighbors. A caption at the beginning of the episode presented the series as a lost sitcom from the 1950s recently rediscovered. The show spoofed elements of 1950s and 60s American sitcoms, such as Leave it to Beaver and I Love Lucy, including the corny title... Light, even vacuous plots and dialogue and unwarranted applause whenever a character appeared on screen. The program proved controversial when first aired. No! <laughs> As was seen in being very poor taste. Television historian Marion Calibro described Heil Honey, I'm Home as, quote, perhaps the world's most tasteless situation comedy. 
It was accused of crassly trivializing Nazism, although others have defended it as being in the same tradition of Third Reich parodies, such as Allo Allo and Hogan's Heroes, or along similar ties to the portrayal of Hitler as a domestic fool in The Producers. They also pointed out the crassness was intentional and part of the parody anyway. One comedy historian cites Heil Honey M. Home as a heavy-handed concept and argues the show was a failure as a comedy because it disastrously exceeded the limits of irony. Only the pilot was ever screened, although eight episodes were planned and a number were recorded in which a story arc about Adolf and Ava's attempt to kill the Goldsteins without the Goldsteins knowing it. The filming of the series was canceled immediately by Sky and its acquisition of British satellite broadcasting. I don't know why. Neither the pilot nor the other episodes have ever been seen aired since. However, many copies of the pilot exist and have been shown on YouTube and other video-sharing sites. The show has since become renowned as one of the most controversial programs ever to be screened in the U.K. And I have put a link right there. That is a link. So if you want to, I don't know how to put that into IRC, but... I'm going to provide everyone with IRC and uh, none left if you would be so kind as to throw that on the uh, list of stuff that we're going to talk about uh, over on the message boards. So you can watch for yourself. Hi, honey, I'm, I'm home. I have to tell you, it's pretty amazing. And by amazing, I mean holy shit that someone would actually do something like that uh, and put it in there. That's strange. It's not letting me copy it. Oh, just hit, uh, hit Control-C. That's yeah, what he I tried, I tried doing it. Didn't okay. Work. Let me try it again. Control C. Thank God you're want, here. Then you want Control V. There okay, you go. There, it did work. All right, good. There okay. we go. There it is right there. And it'll be, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, it'll be in the message board, so you can take a look for yourself and watch this holy abomination. It's a hell of a name, though. I like that. Heil, honey, I'm <laughs> home. Epic. It's, it's, it's pretty epic. Question, did you enjoy your St. Patrick's Day? Oh, here we go. It was all right. I was going to go into a diatribe about the one holiday you get so fucking drunk you don't even remember what happened. Or as Vargar would call it, Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) But instead, I'm going to spend the time talking about where this piss-drunk holiday originated. Ireland. Ah, Ireland. Inhabited by an ungovernable race of fuck-crazed, monkey-faced, soulless ginger mackerel snappers (laughs) (laughs) whose legendary capacity for alcohol and maniacal obsession with death and misery is offset only by their incomprehensible and likely completely fake language. The people of Ireland, known as mixed patties and white niggers, are, like their African namesakes, mostly lazy, good-for-nothing parasites, (laughs) interested in little else except intoxication, fornication, sport, violence, sport violence, fornication violence, and mass rhythmic dancing. (laughs) Their diet consists primarily of fried potatoes washed down with booze, and their day-to-day activities include drinking, fighting, laying about in their own filth, drinking, betting on football, playing upon harps and tin whistles, drinking, and always running after children in commercials complaining that they stole their lucky charms. Famous for the IRA, Ireland's peacekeeping force, and and the only organization all Catholics in Northern Ireland automatically belong to. Apart from bashing the town drunk over the head with a bar stool, the IRA liked to gang up in terrorist groups with knives, guns, and homemade bombs made of fertilizer and hatred. The IRA are now trying to go legit through Sinn Féin. Sinn Féin. Sinn Féin, whatever. No one cares. Through small factions from the main provisional IRA have splintered off to continue the violence because they're, of course, sad that the party's now over. These groups like to call themselves the real IRA, the continuity IRA, and whatever other self-congratulatory bullshit they can think up next. Since 2008, after the global economy divided by zero, part of Ireland's <laughs> banks failed. Part of Ireland tran- transferred all the bank debts over to the poor Irish people. Unlike Iceland, whose population refused to take on their bank's debt, the Irish simply bent over and took it in the ass. <laughs> the Irish no longer have a pot to empty their full bladders in after they've spent all their dole money drinking Guinness. They spend all their money in other parts of Ireland now because candy bars now cost six euros. 
But the true failures of the Irish are Irish Americans, who are to the Irish what weeaboos are to the Japanese. Irish Americans are differentiated from real Irish people by the fact that they actually like Ireland and want to live in it. <laughs> they tend to be confused with 13-year-old fanboys who can often be found spending most of their time at ye old Celtic fair and gathering of the clans, <laughs> held yearly in the parking lot of the Mexican flea market on the bad side of town, desperately trying to find any Irish ancestry possible so that they can celebrate St. Patrick's Day and find an excuse to get drunk and hate the English. Usually they claim Irish heritage by having things like brown hair, or the fact that their grandpa owned an Irish setter. <laughs> and if you have any questions you'd like me to answer in the quickening, email me at highlander1g at gmail.com. You need more questions. You need more differentiating questions. I yeah, think. I would like more questions, but I, I can only work with what I get. Too bad the Wii stole Tangela's in the way of the other control scheme, that is the Wii U controller, only that uses stylus for the majority of the actions in MMOs. Okay. Okay. Got it. Good to know. Ira Booze. <laughs> Ira Booze. Nice. I like that. All right. So, what did we learn this week? Nothing worth learning. Nothing worth learning. Uh, <clears throat> Learned yeah, about... Uh, the, oh, you're trying to find out. There the it is. List it's just easy one. I'm left. You know, compiles it all for me. Absolutely. Uh, as we learned about the stress card fifth, apparently that's bullshit. Uh, oh, well. Bioware has finally uh, responded to the criticism of Mass Effect. By saying they'll sell us more differentiated endings. That's right. We learned, despite the fact that we talk about video games all day, we don't actually know dick about yeah, video games. Not. About the history of video games. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Really, when you think about it. There should be some sort of place where you can you know, learn about the history of video games. And I swear to God, that would be the first website I open every day. Uh, Play There's games. a video game Hall of Fame, and actually in uh, Mystic Mim's parents' hometown. I remember you telling yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. supposedly. Yeah, they're but look- the problem is it's in Mystic Mim's hometown. Right, they're looking for funding. <laughs> in the, yeah, it's in the middle of Iowa. They're looking for funding to actually build the a building. Why would you put it in Iowa? I don't know. Because that's what they wanted. Yeah, they wanted the tourists. Tourism! Because, so, you know, video game guys love going outside in the sunlight. Yeah, we will start traveling. A, we'll probably start a writing campaign to get me added to that. Sounds fun. For various reasons. Uh, your super video game of the week was Army Men. Okay, there you go. Uh, we debated whether consoles are dying off or not. Google getting, getting rid of the dislike button on YouTube? Bullshit. Talked about rumors about an Elder Scrolls MMO. And Encyclopedia Britannica is going out of business. Of course, how honey, I'm home. You got to, yeah. Videos. That's the thing I wanted to tell you that yes. we're going to have to watch. Uh, well, we got to go and get some eat first. Sorry, going on at 10.30 to close at midnight, so we got to roll. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. I want to thank our IRC bitch and show contributor, None Left. I want to thank Nowise for putting up our podcast. I want to get it edited and uh, put up there. Um, I would like you to remember our sponsors, Audio Audible Books. Join us on Twitter and Facebook, Emperor's Court, for both of them. I do use Twitter actually a little more frequently than usual. Uh, I have recently. I am going to consider putting a more new and uh, I'm going to say new and unique or new and uh, different original material on YouTube. Giving that a consideration, we'll talk about what you heard on YouTube. We'll talk about it at dinner. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, don't forget to tune in or don't forget to check out the clan website, clanwinchy.net. Uh, our Home away from home here. Uh, it's Clan of Pilgard's webpage. We're trying to pull through everything. What? Go guard. Thank you. 
I was waiting for it. And then he just downloaded <laughs> on my chair. Oh, God! <laughs> no, I was, just, I, was just, I was just coming over Skyrim and thinking about Skyrim. Again. So good! Oh, God! Oh. Skyrim. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't think I'm missing anything else. Am I forgetting anything else? No, I actually yes, think you, you hit everything. Yeah, yeah, I think you got it. Yeah, I'm pretty good at that. Um, all right, folks. We will catch you next hey, Sunday. Yo. What? No, I was oh. uh, Bad manners are better than no manners at all. Stay classy, Internet. Hurrah! So long, everyone. Listen anyway. That was wonderful. Bravo!